I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Gotta do what I gotta do. Uh, all my exes live in Texas like I'm George Strait Or they go to Georgia State where tuition is handled by some random nigga that live in Atlanta That she only see when she feels obligated Admitted it to me the first time we dated But she was no angel and we never waited I took her for sushi, she wanted to fuck so we took it to go Told him don't even plate it And we never talked so much after I blew up Just only hello her, happy belated And I think I texted her and told her I made it And that's when she texted me and told me she prayed it And that's when I texted her and told her I love it And right after texted her and told her I'm faded She asked what have I learned since getting richer? I learned working with the negatives to make for better pictures. I learned Hennessy and enemies is one hell of a mixture. Even though it's fucked up, girl, I'm still fucking with you, damn. Is it the fall? Time for me to revisit the past. It's women to call. There's albums to drop. There's liquor involved. There's stories to tell. We've been through it all. Yeah. Interviews are like confessions. Get the fuck about my dressing room. Confusing me with questions like, do you love this shit? Are you high right now? Do you ever get nervous? Are you single? I heard you fuck your girl. Is it true? You getting money? You think them niggas you with is with you? And I say, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Fucking right. Fucking right. All right. And we say, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Fucking right. Fucking right. All right. Uh, so much for being optimistic. They say love is in the air, so I hold my breath till my face turn purple. Keep a few bad bitches in my circle. My nuts hang like ain't no curfew. Bitch, if you wave, then I will serve you. I flew jet, she flew commercial, but we still met. Later that night, after my session, she came over. I was aggressive and she was sober. I gave her a pill, she started confessing and started undressing and asked me to hold her, and so I did. But that was last month, and now she's texting me after the closure. Damn, she saved this shit. Ever seen a fat boy in a big body? No, you want to sit by me. All you do is think about it. Lease apartments to get kicked out it. Next day, buy a condo to get a kick out it. We don't take you for the view. This is what I do. When I'm on the beach, all my diamonds are water and blue. Ross. Let's party like the pack jam, Pac-Man. 50 grand stacked in my lap, man. Hey, welcome to the Black Outers Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And we're back on a Sunday, uh, Praise Tebow Sunday. Yes. Got the victory again. Miracles happen again. Oh, we're going to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Yes, we talk, we we're going to talk, talk about, about it. We're going to talk about And this is uh, one of my most exciting, exciting. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so hype about this show right I now. I know, right? And here's the thing. Even if nobody in the world cared, I which do. I know people do care, but even if nobody cared, I'm excited about this shit. Me too. Because the voices that y'all just heard on the, you know, on the phone doing that rhyme right there, um... Those are two people that I look up to. Those are two celebrities in my world that me too. Uh, encourage me to be like, yo, I need to start a podcast because if these brothers can do it, then shit. You know what I'm nah, saying? I mean, we can too. Shouldn't anybody be able to? No, nah, I, <laughs> nah, I was just so I was so impressed. And, you know, the, with their creativity, their, their, the, the way that they, they flowed, the way that they talked about things in an atypical light. Um, and, you know, it, it was like, you know, there is space for people 
to create out here on this internet and say shit in a way that you know isn't really uh just the run of the mill let's talk about it like uh you know your your am radio dial That's for the 40 right. year old white man That's right. point of view yes and it feels good to know that there's other perspectives out there that have my same point of view and can see things from a different light. Yeah, they could drop a pop culture reference that I understand. Yes. You know what I mean? So was, yes. I mean it was, these are big things for us and um you know, these brothers they had you know, they I was listening to their show every day, you know, that that they came out with a new show. Me too. And I started noticing that it started getting more and more like a black father just coming around every once in a while and I was like, damn <laughs> It's like, I know this feeling. This is not about to turn out good. And the last show that they did was July 1st, uh, the atypical sports show. That was the last time we heard from No Warning. No. You know, it was like. I still got them up in my iTunes queue going, I hope they, is they ever going to come back? Yeah, I keep refreshing and shit. Me too, thinking one day something going to pop in there. Yeah, it's going on five months of refreshing here. And uh, I finally, I realized the other day, I was like, wait a minute. I have a podcast. <laughs> I can just ask them niggas to be on. And we can find out exactly what's going on with them. And we can yes. talk to them about sports. And we can find out what their takes are on it. And like I said, I'm so excited. I asked the fans if they had any questions for them. I have my own questions about, you know, the uh, the sports world and their takes on it. Um, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves, you know, after this, of course, flattering introduction. But I would be uh, I would be negligent if I didn't start it. With this. Awesome. Thank you. Tears out my eyes. I got all sentimental. I'm not even an emotional one. Rob over here crying and stuff. Those are some polite words. I appreciate that. And back at you, man. We look up to y'all. It was a great motivation as far as going back and forth, listening to the podcast. But to be frank, man, since July, I ain't been doing shit. I ain't barely watch sports anymore because I feel like I had to take a break on it. I've been up on my music more, been up on my TV a lot more, and been up on my movies. I mean, that's what I've been doing personally. Now, what about you, Rob? What you been up to? Oh, oh it's been locked up, dog. I was locked up for a little bit. <laughs> been, up, been up north, you know, but I'm cool. I'm straight. Um, no, man, what I've been doing, man, basically, you know, y'all know the deal. Mary Fike, I've been doing work, man. This is my business really blowing up. And so uh, just spending a lot of time doing that. But that's not the reason why we're not doing the podcast. And we will get there again. Yeah. But, I mean, basically, it, it's. Well, hold on. I got, I got one more thing I got to ask you, Rob. Um, by my calculations, you should be on your 12th kid now, because I was doing some math. Yes, the other time, yes. Like and, uh, every two, three months? Yeah, every two, three one. months, you had a new kid, so you should be on, like, around 12 now. Is that right? You uh, had any more uh, kids? No, uh, dog. Surgery took care of that, man. I'm 100% <laughs> legit, like, uh, on the... I'm, I'm 100%. 100%. 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100% legit. <laughs> so, so no, no kids for me. But uh, still just as much busy, though, man. But I've been missing the podcast, man. It's a missing part of my life, man. I love that way to express myself once a week so I don't cuss out my kids. 
<laughs> now what one of your sons uh is an active uh football and baseball player right oh yeah yeah he's a player man they uh they just finished up their season they made it to the final four they lost to the team that uh beat high- hamilton high school's longest nation nationwide longest winning streak for all high schools so you know he had a great year you know we're looking at some colleges for him to go to and then baseball's coming around the corner so we'll find out more stuff but yes yeah, take a lot of time man but y'all still got time for the podcast man i'll let you know we still got time for the podcast <laughs> that's what's up man i appreciate that shit and um you know like i said we've been missing y'all so we're gonna have uh all kinds of questions sports related um that i would like to get your take on um first thing first though let me promote what you're into now you're on exposurebizonline.com and also on twitter at exposurebiz e-x-p-o-s-e-u-r-b-i-z that's how you at me on twitter yeah that's that's his that's his twitter now of course if you uh actually go to exposure biz online that is spelled with the y-o-u-r because you know why would you want white people thinking you can't spell (laughs) when it comes to business okay Right. So, um, what exactly does Exposure Biz Online do? Do you guys uh, find people that want to keep things private and then tell everybody what they're up to? Well, no. We we actually got inspired by Brett Favre because he wanted to expose his biz. <laughs> so, we created our company with that in mind. Um, no, actually, the company is it's, it's a social media marketing company. I have several clients, including University of Arizona Athletic Department, who I do the social media marketing for. Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, blog, grow their network. Uh, add people in their network and basically be the representative of their company. Don't forget Phoenix Library. And don't forget Phoenix Library, you know, the uh, the Phoenix Children's Library Foundation for them that I do them also. So it's a lot of great things going on, and basically it's just the marketing people and, you know, do stuff that people don't have time for, business don't have time for, which is marketing on social media and actually creating campaigns and being able to measure their campaigns and their successfulness through social media. All right, cool, man. Well, I'm glad to hear that, dude. And, uh, you know, good luck with that, with that venture. Yes. Um, I'm sure you guys will be exposing everybody's business in a matter of days. <laughs> yes. Real um. bad. Those people need to be exposed out there for real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to go. Well, y'all should work for Penn State, man. I'd like to know what's going on over there. And expose yes, that business. No. A lot of privacy. Or Syracuse? Yeah, Syracuse. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they, they expose that business online. Um, all right, so uh, for, I guess let's get to the elephant in the room right away and introduce our show the black guy who tips that is what you're listening to you can find us all kinds of ways you can go to the dot com and uh you know discuss uh all kinds of various things we have uh polls after each one of our episodes and the latest poll is uh very apropos is with all things tim tebow i am prophetic yes. and uh the, t- the poll is has the hate gone too far no. And uh, the answers no. are only yes or no. And uh, it's about 50-50 right now. Oh, about 50-50. Well, I love Tim Timbo. Right. So, I mean, we'll find out uh, in a week when everybody had a chance to vote. But, uh, um, yeah, so that's the poll. You can leave a comment on the poll if you would like to. Yes. Um, not only that, uh, you can also go and donate to the show there. You can do recurring donations. You can buy stuff at our store, um, you know, for people that are into uh, wearing the black guy who tips on their chest. and yes. Even on their rear. <laughs> In some cases, y'all came up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 
Yeah, they got an online store, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like uh, right now we're talking to uh, my like my uncle that got that did a bid, and then he came out. <laughs> yes. We gotta like tell him like, yeah, man, I graduated from college yes, and everything. I'm I got educated. a job. Yes. <laughs> He's like, they what? Forty thousand a year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it, like it, you think when that podcast comes back, they're gonna be like, oh, y'all too good to hang with the typical sports show. <laughs> nice like this, I wish. Get rain, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, nah, man. Um, so, yeah, we got a store. Uh, you can subscribe to our actual site and, you know, give your email address. And you'll get an update every time we, you know, either get ready to do a show. Yeah, because we do a lot of shit. And we know people can't keep up with everything. Yeah, every time we do guest appearances, we put a post on there. Yes. Um, there's also, uh, you can, like, keep up with, uh, you know, the blogs that we do. Like, I'm doing a blog series right now. Um, uh, please bring, please end the lockout. Out where mm-hmm. I talk about random shit that I'm gonna miss if uh, there's if there's not if there's an NBA lockout and we don't have a season because I don't trust them until we play games. Nope. That's when I believe it's over. That's right. Um, so people can follow that. Um, of course, you can email us theblackouttips at gmail dot com and you can call the show seven zero four five five seven zero one eight six and you can talk to us. Uh, you know, during our feedback shows that we do on Saturdays. Yes. Um, and you know what? For this show, you can actually. Fuck it. Call you can call us and talk to Rob and Key if you want to. Seven oh four five five seven zero one eight six. And uh if you have a question specifically for them, we'll answer it. Uh on 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 the air live with yes. them. Um Okay. Uh what else do I gotta say? Oh, of course the official weapon of the show is The Taser. An unofficial sport. It's bullet ball. And you can contact us with other things too, such as you can leave five stars. Hold, hold on, hold on. What? And bullet ball extreme. Yeah. Come on, sir. <laughs> I was waiting for somebody else to step in. <laughs> I was over here mouthing the lips and you didn't say it. I felt all dejected. Like <laughs> <laughs> last time you said it just without me saying nothing. I was like, I was like, oh, all right, um, all right. But yeah, so and of course, Bullet Ball Extreme. Yes. <laughs> Why, of course. Why not? Um, you can go to iTunes and leave us a five star review. We also read every single five star review we've ever gotten. Yes. Live on the air. All, no matter what country you're from. Yeah, all like one hundred and forty one of them. Woo-hoo! I think. Thank you, guys. And there's two that I don't count because Mm-mm. those shits weren't five stars. Nope, so, so we don't give a damn about what they had to say. Yes, of course those people can fuck themselves. Um, <laughs> you can also you can also Ooh, go... Yeah, Grandpa, you can cuss on this show. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> use free now? Yeah, use real free on that show. Uh, you can go to Facebook and like us on Facebook, The Blackout Tips. Uh, and, um, of course, favorite us on Stitcher Radio. And today's podcast is sponsored. Yes, sir. It is brought to you by Slavery. Nah, I'm just <laughs> it is brought to you by it is brought to you by Shadow Dog Productions. Uh, the, uh, they're on iTunes and Amazon.com. They have an album. Uh, ele- actually, I think this is old copy. Matter of fact, no, this is not what it's brought to you by. I want to go off the top of my head. This is brought to you by if you go to Shadow Dog Productions and buy one of their DVD feature films, mm-hmm. um, you can either go with uh, um, let's see. The one with the rabbit on the front. What's that one called? The Trim Reaper. Trim Reaper. You can get that shit. Dirt Cheap Therapy. Well, that well, that's what you get free. Kat. Oh, that's what you get free. My bad. Yeah, you can go with the Trim Reaper. Or you can go with that other film that is about some ratchet ass shit where they <laughs> they make a they make a documentary of Godzilla? making a film where they make two films at the same time. One is a scary movie and one is a historical flick, and they do this, they do these movies at the same time, and the shit is like so ratchet and ridiculous. Um, but you can buy either either one of those films, and then they give you a free yes copy of their unreleased film. 
Are they the same people who um, came up with the KFC and Taco Bell in the same place? (laughs) (laughs) Or the Chevron and the McDonald's? They are all about combining some shit. Okay. I like that. I like that. Um, But, uh, yeah, well, the thing is with them that... that, uh, that, first of all, they're a very good sponsor. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of how this copy is going right now. But, um, they, they basically, uh, said that, you know, you guys are great and we want you guys to be down with us and vice versa. Yes. So they started giving us money. And this is kind of like the same thing that happened to Obama. You know, you know, you get money, then you have to change your policies and shit. So they gave <laughs> us some money and we decided that we were going to be down with them. Um, and they put us in the movie. Yes. And that movie is Dirt Cheap Therapy. We are in this movie. We it's are. not it's not even out yet. No. You can't even get this at the bootleg at your barbershop, dog. Nope, he ain't got this yet. That dude does not have this. You can't mm-hmm. go to the Asian market uh at the thrift store. <laughs> and you buy can't, it with you a can't cop this right now. The mm-hmm. only way to cop this and get it ahead of everybody else, it hasn't even had its screen official uh, you know, premiere yet. Mm-hmm. You go you can go to shadowdollproductions.com, you can buy the trim trim reaper or gorilla. Yes. Uh, Gorilla is the other movie that I couldn't think of at the time. Um, Gorilla is spelled G-U-E-R-R, I mean R-I-L-L-A, in case, uh, you know, you guys don't know how to spell that like me, and it's not the word of the day. Um, <laughs> you can, you can go find it there, uh, by buying one of those two movies. He will throw you in a free Dirt Cheap Therapy DVD starring me and Karen. Yes. Along with, uh, many other really good talented actors that probably are you know, should be prominently featured in the film way more than us. And, yes. you know, actually carry the film. And then we yeah, kind of yes. show in, up. <laughs> kind of come in at the end. But whatever. Whatever. Yes. Yeah, so you can do drive through. We both, we, we both have huge positive yeah, drive As long as we're, we're on the credits of this movie. Yes. That's all that matters. Yeah, I get um, an IDBM page. So I'm, I'm, I'm good. So you, so basically he gave you for the next week only. Now, he started this promotion last Wednesday. So I think that gives you till maybe this Wednesday or Thursday. But uh, yep. you can go buy one get one free and the one that you get free stars me and Karen and it's called Dirt Cheap Therapy and it's really good Alexa Yeans is in it mm-hmm. the sexy Nathaniel J. Brown is in it yes sir mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. That, that deep chocolate voice yes that's right all kinds of people are in this movie so go check it out man and uh, there's a link to it on the website already you can just go click on the sponsor tab and it'll take you right to the offer and uh, go buy one man support the show we appreciate that shit we do now that is done Let's do some damn podcasting. I'm in, son. First thing first. What had happened with y'all podcast, son? What happened, man? Y'all yes. just left us high and dry. I'm in the blue. I was sitting there on my... It was my birthday. My mama told me, don't go sit out there in the driveway waiting on your daddy. He is not coming. And I said, no, you don't know him like I do. They will have another podcast next week. And and it got longer and longer and it started getting cold. And my, I had to come in from the driveway. And now I'm just making rap music and complaining about y'all. I'm thinking about robbing somebody. So y'all explain to us what had happened. Was there a lockout? I mean, what, what what's up? Negotiation problems. Hey, uh, honestly, this is the first time I've seen Rob since July. <laughs> I thought you were just moving up the street from him. <laughs> this nigga lying. <laughs> I wanted to come with some drama, like, yeah, me and, me and Rob was fighting in the middle of the street and shit. <laughs> I took the equipment back, it's, but I mean, it's hot out there where y'all at. Explain it better. Like, first of all, fuck Rob. All right. <laughs> now, let me tell you what had happened. This is what happened. This situation. Our, our show is predicated upon, as you all know, we have a producer named Producer Mike. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's like y'all's Terminator X. Yes, and, and, and then Doug came back. And, and, 
and Doug came back and it all fucked up. No, no. Uh. <laughs> now, for people that aren't up on the Atypical Sports Show, Doug was kind of a white co-host of the show. Um, and he really gave it that authentic whiteness. Like, that yeah. good, that Thanks. real good whiteness. Like, I, I love Doug. You know, like that kind of whiteness that, 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 talks about Michael Vick but doesn't really root for Michael Vick like that kind of whiteness not like the other kind of white dude where it's like that oh no I kind of like Mike Vick too man I got a lot of friends that wear do-rags and shit like nah Nah. this is that that kind of whiteness like yeah man uh, that's your quarterback and and I like that about Doug he brought a different take to the show and uh, it showed how atypical Rob and Key were whenever they started talking to him and of course Mike ended up catching the fade in the um, shade from uh I mean Doug caught the fade in the shade from Mike and he was never to be heard again from again. Dog like <laughs> that shit just y'all was like, Yeah, he got they got in the fight. Our father. Doug was like our black father. <laughs> we never heard from him again either. <laughs> so that but but basically how it went down, man, we got a producer who produced our show. And uh, we, we produced most of our show at the Mill Avenue Studios. And our producer got into a little bit of legal problem. And now let me tell you, it's alleged. You know, please take this with a grain of salt. It's all allegedly. Uh, I text my producer before this show, and he said that I had free reign to explain about his issues. Okay. I won't delve into them very deeply except to say that we didn't see him for a little while. He was um, dealing with some... Um, legal ramifications of decisions that he might have made mm. um, so we were waiting on that to get the show produced because to be very honest with you key and i are very good at what we do our producer we're like the trilogy you can't have the father and son without the holy spirit you can't have troy aikman and emma smith without michael irvin right. you can't have two girls without one guy uh, <laughs> i thought he was gonna go one cup. cup me too i was sure he was going one cup there so so we it kind of happened it snowballed because we were going to have him do it. He couldn't do it. And then we just had a conversation that we, you know, we had to put it on hold because I didn't want to come with some half-assed quality because I feel like the production level that we had on our show was very good. It was. Yes. For us and, and the way we came in out of breaks, the music, the drops, it was great. And it was producer Mike who really made a difference. And for us to do that and come with lower quality, I didn't feel comfortable about it. Um, so it's kind of like something we just prayed that Mike's uh, legal situation gets better. Mm. And uh, we'll be come back on. But uh, if you know any other uh, DJs or any producers, holler at us. But other than that, man, that's what really happened. You know, wow. and, um, so Doug uh, pressed them charges, huh? What's up? I said, so Doug pressed them charges, man. The white people always go to the cops, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Niggas, man, we just lose fights and then that be the end of it. You might even hang out with that dude by the end of the week. But yeah, white Doug was like Jude Law and Rogue and Perdition. Everybody thought it was all good. <laughs> and then he came back and shot that fool in the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the thing. You beat up a black dude, you don't, you only respect, like, physical retaliation. Like, I hope you don't shoot me. Exactly. But white dudes, they be like, I hit you up with a summons, motherfucker. Take that. <laughs> See you in court. <laughs> but um, that so everybody's cool and that's good though, you know. And uh, of course, you know, I hope uh, DJ Mike gets his shit tied, uh, you know, hooked up and uh, taken care of like uh, Roger Mayweather. You know, it makes it so ironic is that Mike is white mm. and he has the legal problems. Mm-hmm. And the two black guys on the show are actually got businesses and jobs, so it, it just kind of we 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 try to break all stereotypes any way that we can. So we really hired Mike really um, really carefully because we want to make sure that he had some type of a legal background. So that <laughs> it, you know, 
that we could blame it on him and we look good. So it ended up working out. You know what's funny about that too, man? Like all this time I assumed producer Mike was black. Me too. My like and y'all never brought his race up at all. Nope, I just I was assumed like, he was black. I was like, he's a DJ and the music he knows all this good music and shit. I was I like, pe- he gotta I thought be he black. had dreads. I don't know why. I just visioned mm. him in the background behind the booth with dreads. <laughs> He beat up Doug. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like you never hear about two white dudes just fighting each other no. like that. You know? You thought he called Doug nigger? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, Doug, I was like, that's what happened. Doug thought he got a little too loose with the N-word. Yeah. And, and it didn't end well. And producer Mike had to produce some of them hits for him. <laughs> and <laughs> he caught that fade in the shade and stopped coming on the show, man. Um, all right. Well, before we get into the sports questions, uh, I got a couple random thoughts because I know some people are tuning in. Like, I don't want to hit just sports. I'm like, fine. We'll start with a couple random thoughts. And I'd like to get everybody's opinion on these things. Um, yeah. The first one being this. Uh, I-, I saw some pictures of Hugh Hefner. This week, and he's like celebrating a birthday or some shit. Like, I don't know exactly. How old is he? 110. He's been around forever. Yeah, and I was thinking, man, like, Hugh Hefner, if he was just a dude that lived up the street from us, everybody would think he was a fucking creep. Yes. Like a a borderline pedophile and a creepy ass old man that only yes. wore robes and hung out with the young girls in the he, neighborhood. He remind me of that old dude on Family Guy to be always trying to holler at Chris. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like just switch the race in your mind for a yes. second. And right. but keep the white girls the same. We would all be like, that is fucking disgusting, man. I like, still think it is. Maybe that's, that's just... Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of a little disgusting. I think dudes think that, you know, we idolize that dream of like, yeah, I'm going to be fucking 18-year-olds for the rest of my life. But honestly, it's kind of a sad, lonely existence and shit. But, um... Yeah, because... What do you guys think about that? Is it is it pathetic in the least bit, or is it just kind of, um... Oh, man, he living the dream. You know what, man? To me, Hugh Hefner is 85 years old. Yeah. He is the world's oldest trick. Period. I mean, he just straight up, he buying a pussy all day, every day. That's his job. So I'm not hating on him because he's putting a lot of money in Kendra Wilkinson's hands and a lot of these strippers' hands that ain't got no other future. Yeah, so even Hank Basket. They'd be broke. Ah. Yeah, even Hank Basket got a little of that dough, man. So. Got a little bit of that dough, yep. So he'll be a big trick. That's all he is. Wow, he man. Is, uh, no, he's a John. He's a John. He's a John? Yeah, isn't he a John or a trick? Well, both both of them are interchangeable. But John basically is somebody who buys prostitutes uh, by like by the act, and the trick is somebody that that spends all their money and shit on these girls. Uh, oh, so he's a John. Hey, hey, let's pretend. How would you have to tell me? Because I'm a hater. He would say it's not tricking if you got it. How would he say it in his voice? <laughs> well, <laughs> Elkie, uh I understand your position, but it's not tricking if you got it. That sound more like Tiger Woods, there. Yeah, that did sound like Tiger. Now, on the other hand, that Tiger's a trick. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, like I mean, I mean, I know you having to could give a fuck about what I think about him. Like if I walked up to him, it's like, yeah, you kind of creepy old man. He's like, get your bitch ass out of my mansion and and continue to <laughs> fill on some titties. <laughs> Niggas be tripping anyway. No, no, but I look at Hugh Hefner like, hey, it's just like in anything in business. Hugh Hefner found a niche. I don't think he thought it was going to be as big as this is. In fact, sometimes I probably think he's like, man, I'm tired of these young bitches. Man, I just want a 75-year-old bitch to go to Sunday brunch with. What's you know? ass? What's, what's, what's the mask? Ah. To go to brunch with. <laughs> she Armenian. <laughs> Armenian. 
<laughs> Yo, that might be another reason that I don't look up to Hugh Hefner. He don't. He's not into the kind of chicks I'm into. Mm-mm. Like, if, like he keeps They're very getting, generic. He keeps getting these same Barbie doll white girls off the assembly line. Like, if he had like thrown a, a sister a, with some Nicki Minaj in her ass behind, I might be like, Yo, I, I get it now. Well, what if what if trick? What if um um uh, he had hoops? From yeah. Flavor of Love, I'd be hollering at. I, I, I give him props then. Right, I think it, yo, it might just be that simple. What? Say that again. Oh, I'm sorry. I say it might just be that simple. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, but I don't think you might not want to get shot down because he knows them blonde hair girls like him. You know, he still might go to holler at hoops and see. But like, man, forget your old wrinkled up. Well, she like that money shit. That's don't get true. a trip. That's yeah, true. I mean, I saw her carry Shaq on her back the other day. Now that's somebody that oh, like money. That, he's a stallion. <laughs> I'm hell of a stallion. I'd be like, you damn right. <laughs> and, who, and who's the black you have? Is Russell Simmons officially going to turn into that dude? Maybe, man. I don't know. It's like, I don't know if we've had an equivalent of the black Hugh Hefner, dude, because, um, I, I don't know if our fascination with Hugh Hefner is because the average white dude finds the women that he dates, ha- uh, really, uh, appealing, and then our media kind of appeals to that, that average white dude, and that's why he gets so hyped up, or if it's just, uh, it's unbelievable that somebody this fucking old is pulling these women. Like, I don't know which it is, but. Come on, it's the black Hugh Hefner. Who is? <laughs> Magic Don Juan. Magic, <laughs> Bishop Magic Don Juan no, might be, that, yo, the, the, the thing without is, the money. Yeah, the thing is that... If without you, the money. Yes, yes, without the amount of money. And the thing is that when it comes to that, money will draw the hoes. And I don't think people understand that. And when it comes to hoes, they don't care nothing about your age. I'd love to hear you say that. <laughs> you know, it's not very often you hear females say money will draw the hoes. <laughs> they will, <laughs> man. For the in- introduction of the show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know the thing is too uh, with the money drawing the hoes. Like uh, she Karen acted like she was dropping some knowledge on us just now. Like money will draw hoes, and it was all they like, will. yeah, you know that's interesting because a woman said that. But no, we all know that everybody. That's what hoes like is money. So yeah, and, and that's why they stay because to me that generic. I, you know, maybe just me i hate vanilla ice cream every day give me chocolate strawberry man, like i don't know man his dick must Another be racist as shit dog like he must got <laughs> he got a hitler dick yeah, he was like mm, no no mm. can't take no darkness in you know he's just, from that era that, that you hide them type of chicks away he got them he just don't flaunt them <laughs> you know that wouldn't surprise <laughs> me if he did yeah, maybe he go. You go in the mansion and he got like a secret room. Like, and these yes. are the other bitches. Yes, the, but like this, that's the Playboy Playhouse. <laughs> <laughs> and it's that sister that was in them cartoons that be standing on top of the chair when uh. Oh, oh, my favorite racist cartoon. You think he take them? He be like, look, this is the Playboy Bunny house, and this is the Chocolate Bunny house. <laughs> <laughs> You think got oh. two different houses? So last night I was watching um The World's Deadliest Animals. Um, oh, I love that show. It's on Netflix and I just saw it. I was like, I'm gonna watch this shit. And I've heard Rob actually talk about watching nature shows before. Mm-hmm. That shit making out wanna fuck with animals. Now have either either one of you guys watched the world's deadliest animals before? I've seen it before, but probably not the episode you was talking about. Okay. What about you, Key? You into that at all? Oh, uh, if it's on, I'll peep it out, but I'm not I don't look for it, you know. Okay. All right, me neither. I, this is a random like. Oh, let me check this out. It's two in the morning, and I'm about to go to bed in a minute. <laughs> so let me just see a couple minutes of this shit. Um, first of all, man, I don't know that these are the world's deadliest animals, dog. <laughs> like, I, like I'm sitting up here watching the fucking. Um, 
I'm sitting here watching the uh, the show, and it's like it's on. Uh, it's about Australia, so you know they're they're checking out Australia, or whatever the fuck, and you know we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and uh, decide if uh, these are the world's deadliest animals, and they're bringing up a snake, and they brought up the great white shark, and uh, like a hammerhead shark or some shit too, and. You know, it's one of those like, okay, cool. Um, if you say those motherfuckers are the deadliest, then they're the deadliest, I guess. Um, but the thing is, they're fucking blame. They're they're going by if the animal can kill a human, and I think that's a fucked up measurement, man. Like, I don't. That's like assuming that humans are hard to kill. Yes. Seriously. Like, like, has a jellyfish ever killed like an African lion or some shit? No, cause his ass ain't in the water. Yeah, so like I think I think if that was the uh if that was the impetus for it, then I I would be more like impressed if there was like and then the snake killed an elephant. I'd be like, fuck, now that is a now deadly that's serious. That's a, <laughs> that is a deadly fucking deadly. uh animal, you know what I mean? But I don't know. I could I couldn't get with it, dog. So uh what do you guys yeah, think about that? Right. Um, you know, I guess that that's I, it is weird. I never even thought about it that way, man. Because you think about it, a bee could be the world's most dangerous animal to somebody, a human. Because a bee, you could get somebody bee and die. Yeah. So I, I guess I would measure it. Like I, that's why I like watching more of the nature shows where they show the prey. You know, like the lion chasing the gazelle, you know, and tackling a cheetah, tackling a gazelle, you know, because humans, we stupid, we kill ourselves for some dumb shit. So it don't take much for an animal to kill us. I yeah, that's see a documentary in some parking lot pimping. Animals on the attack. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and they have a documentary voice on there. Do you see how I do this back up on it? No, so it'll be like, notice this Negro right now with the 40 ounce in his hand and the aggressive talk. <laughs> yeah, like smoking the black and mild. Like if it's true, then how come niggas didn't make the most deadliest animals? You know, because certain parts, of, certain sections and neighborhoods, they are very deadly. Seriously. Like, oh, man, you go here with some money. And then they could just have those same, like, uh, Australian dudes with the short shorts on and the brown, you know, cargo shirt. And they, they could go out there and just film us. And, like, this, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to, now watch how I go and, and, and try to take its 40 ounce from it. You know, see, but. And I wonder, will it shoot me? You know? This is very dangerous. <laughs> what an African dude in the background and the camera, like, no, white man. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah it's got to have a translator, too. I'm going to step on this Jordan twice there. <laughs> <laughs> Crikey, almost got me. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm, gonna, I'm just trying to mack his white girl away from him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He's, he's turned into an animal. <laughs> right, you go to the trunk. Yeah, and then like the other thing is all the people that were getting killed were like white people that had no business doing whatever the fuck they were doing too like it was just so like I, there was no sympathy for it and, and each time something got killed they had to do like a weird ass reenactment so it would be, it would be like uh you know white dude walking through the brush uh through the brush with uh some short shorts on and a book bag whistling to himself, not paying attention. And then a snake would just randomly hop out of the fucking sky and, and bite him in the leg. And, <laughs> and he would not be prepared. Like, or, At all. Or see people surfing and it'd be like, bull shark wanted. And they're just like, ah, fuck it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> one dude was fishing 
And uh, they were like, uh, the bull shark is the most dangerous shark because it can also live in freshwater. So this dude's fishing, and he try he catches like a catfish or something, and tries to take it off the hook, and cuts himself. So then he sits there and proceeds to bleed profusely in the water for the next <gasps> few minutes. And the bull shark comes up and eats him, and you're like, okay. Yes. That makes sense. And then they go, well, this is the most deadliest shark. It kills an average of one human a year. <laughs> one hoop in a year that's not very deadly at all no 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 it's not they try to drama but that's like the, they just dramatize shit like that because you don't even realize it and that and it's so funny along the same lines i was watching the gangland you watch gangland right have you seen yeah, that yeah yeah and you know how they try to dramatize it by the narration like it's real so bad you know like it's <laughs> like this guy's from appleton wisconsin he kept T-Money gets off the streets, you know, and he comes back and he, he goes back to the streets, you know, and, and, and they try to dramatize it when they talk about the shark bites and how many people get bit by sharks, like one a year, you yeah. know, and the people's already at 300, 300 miles in the water and they get bit by a shark and they say sharks attack. Yeah. Like they bring up, and they'll bring up like the one time that it happened and he's like, if you average it all out. I don't know if these stats make sense because they're like, on average, when bitten, you die within 30 minutes. And you're like, yeah, but three people die. Like, that's, it took a total <laughs> of 90 minutes for three people to die. So, I mean, I don't know if we want to do the science on no, that. Man. I don't know if the sample size is big enough. No, and as far as no, I'm concerned, I'm You're trying to expand it beyond human beings, right? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Let's say, yes. like, let's say a certain animal killed another animal, like, what animal do you think kills the most? Like, personally, like, I probably kill about five scorpions a year. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, like uh, four flies. You know what I'm saying? Like, how many, what animal do you think kills the most beans, period? Um, I'm going to say uh, Texas no Pete Hot Sauce. That high blood pressure ah! is a motherfucker, son. <laughs> that shit is killing niggas one at a time. The Marlboro Man. <laughs> Nicotine. <laughs> Menthol cigarettes. <laughs> that is the wildest animal of them all. Um, <laughs> yeah, Newports and 40 ounces. That shit is. Black and mild. I've claimed many a liver. Um, so, <laughs> for loco. For loco, take them out too. But I don't know what animal would have killed the most people, dog. I mean, it might even be dogs or some shit, dog. That would surprise me. It might be some shit we're not even thinking, thinking about, about that we birds. wouldn't even count, you know? You know, be shit folks keeping their houses. And on a pet, that'd be the shit to kill folks. It's closest to you. Yeah, it could be a horse. Who knows? Get kicked in the back of the uh, head. But white people love horses. All right. They, dude, don't say nothing bad about no horses. Dude. You Man, they, dog, I was watching TV the other day. They're making another movie about a fucking horse. <laughs> Horses got ass though. Yo, they do be having ass though. That is true. That is ass true. and weave. Yeah, and, yeah, and they got weave. <laughs> that is true. So black people like horses too. Okay, yes, we do. Yeah. We like that hair. Yeah, MC Hammer yes. on one. Yes, y'all talking about that horse meat. We talking about that horse hair. Yes, number fifty four. Back Sick when, uh, I mean, back when MC Hammer used to own things, he did own a couple horses. So, um, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> Stanley Burrell. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so like, yeah, man. But, but, like, when it comes, I saw the, I saw this fucking commercial, and 
it was like War Horse, I think is the name of the movie. Yeah, yeah, I saw that too, that movie, yeah. Man, they be having the horses looking mad regal and shit and half sentient. Like, they be talking to the horse like it can understand and shit. Like, boy, I'll be back in a couple of months when I get out of this war. I wish you could come with me. Well, well, of course you will. if y'all ever seen a horse in real life a they are humongous and b they're very nasty creatures to me yeah i think white people really you know how like mr ed had you know the talking horse i really think white people can hear the horses talking and we can't and they just ain't telling us man like it's like that hand with a dog you know how dog can only hear certain whistles yeah i think that's the key man and they won't fucking tell us the truth tell us the language that they actually can communicate with these horses man there's too much horse mythology going around man there's uh the black beauty there's uh the horse whisperer, yeah. Um, the dog whisperer. You think they just talk to animals? Just don't tell nobody. You know, they had a couple. What was the one about the uh, the the horse that won like the, the all those races? Triple crown. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. They made a fucking a movie about a horse racing dog. Like they really believe they can hear these horses and shit, man. They really think they can understand. So I was really surprised. Well, not really surprised, but I was like, I can't believe they're making another one of these movies because ain't nothing changing. In these movies, it's just a boy and his horse, and and that's it. Here's the deal. I, I gotta interject my uh, my whiteness. I Break it do down. like horses, and I can tell you why. There, I can tell you what's nasty about them. Mm-hmm. It's just that there's not many animals where they just be walking and shitting. Yes. It, babies. Because they, 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 babies. Well, I mean, but no, but but a baby's ass ain't ten feet off the ground, <laughs> and shit just don't be dropping like in like, 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 like as like, it walks with it flicks his tail. Like yes, no, 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 cool shit like a horse. Though. No, no, dude, no horse. Horse just be walking, and Dookie come out, and, and it comes out real aggressively, and then they pee, and they, you know, I, I just think, here's the deal. I think white people jealous of horses because they got them big ass dicks. the horses. Yeah, like the horse shows up, and do you? Mind if I dance with your dates? No, but I wish Doug was here to answer that question for us. <laughs> yeah, you know, he might be a little too insecure to ask, answer that one. Um, now, uh, the last random thought that I have before we get into the sports. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh-huh. Before we leave horses, I'm just glad that a black man won the Oscar before an Oscar won a horse won an Oscar. Oh yeah, you know, it was close. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Uh, it was close. Oh, this war horse Secretary, movie. One of them horses. Yeah, that shit is like uh, that shit is like uh, every Republican's nightmare when they were like, if you let gays get married soon, they'll be marrying horses. Like that's how the Oscars is. It's like, <laughs> you give a black man an Oscar soon, we'll be giving him the horses. Like, yep, they was right. But, but speaking of horses and Oscar, I think one of the most amazing shit ever happened on this earth was when Michael Jackson walked into the Grammys with a chimpanzee strapped on his hip. An animal. Mm-hmm. Hit the Grammys. Who can pull that off in 2012? Nobody. Nobody. Animal. The Peter be all on you. First of all, Lady Gaga wishes she could be that weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, that's how I know that some of these people that try to act crazy in today's age ain't really, ain't really crazy, They're not nuts. They just, it's a show. Cause like, she wouldn't pick up no wild ass animal and just start making this her friend and taking it with her places. Mm -mm. She not that fucking crazy. This nigga had a, this nigga had a chimpanzee. Brooke Shields, who was America's sweetheart, and Emmanuel Stewart, all up in the Grammy. Emmanuel Stewart. What if he would have had Emmanuel Stewart in there, though? <laughs> <laughs> he would have been talking about boxing and shit. I think that would have been worse than Emmanuel Lewis. Emmanuel Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> 
and uh, speaking of Oscars and horses, man, um, what do you guys think about Oscar De La Horses admitting to the fact that he actually was wearing them fishnets, black pantyhose, uh, and you can see through the holes, man? What do y'all think about that? Because back before when y'all were doing the show, that was a rumor and he denied it, and now he's coming out and saying, you know, I thought I even started to think like maybe it was Photoshop because he was sticking to his lie, but lately a, a new woman is saying that she has some pictures of dude. And um, he admitted that th- those pictures were him, man. What do y'all think about that? Fishnet, black penny hose. That's right. <laughs> oh, is that like that Trina song? I like that cut right there. I don't know. But uh, I don't know, man. Uh, you know what? Well, that's news to me. Like I said, I don't really be up on sports like I used to. Oh, okay. Hey, first of all, I want to tell you it's not news to me. Um, uh, just being the promoter of Golden Boy Promotions, uh, you know, I, I was in those fishnets, and uh, I, I did a couple things that I'm not very proud of, but I'm a great boxer, and hopefully that um, all that information comes out. And um, I love horses too, uh, <laughs> and I love, I well. love, I love huevos, and I love, and I love boli. <laughs> Like, cause my thing, my thing was like, you know, first of all, it's not really anybody's business if that's what you want to do. It isn't uh, really. That's expose your biz. That's, <laughs> why, that's where it all started from, right there, dog. Ah. So, so Oscar De La Hoya hit up Rob and said, "Yo, you know what? I'm gonna come out with the truth." So yeah. Rob was my biz for sure. And Rob was, and Rob was in there like, like, uh. He's like, uh, say what? Well, uh, Oscar, you need some, uh. I see these pictures out here, and it uh, looks like you might need some help. So uh, I definitely expose your biz online, and uh, <laughs> let me send this on out. But yeah, that, that, that fishnet black pity old shit being true is the greatest thing ever. Um, and I know y'all missed that talking about that, so I wanted to hear what y'all had to say. Um, all right, last random thought before we move to the actual sports. Um, if you come to work on your day off. Mm-hmm. To show off your children or your pets. I hate when people do that. I'm sorry. Yo, man, you you officially 100% grown up, dog. Like, that's a grown up, that's a grown up thing to do. Like, you work so much that these motherfuckers is now your friends, dog. And you mm-hmm. have talked about your kids at work so much that you are obligated to, like, spend a couple hours on the day that you should be just kicking it. And come in and be like, yo, this is the baby I always talk about in the pictures that y'all see every day. Not at my job. And that y'all stop and ask me about in the coffee room. So, uh, that that shit is, that. I think that means you all the way growing up, man. Because, like, I would never do that. Cause even I'm, if I had kids, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, no. I, plan, I plan on never growing up. And I'm not going to say even if I had kids. Because, honestly, I feel like, uh, like an extra gene pops off in your brain when you have kids. And you start changing and doing shit. Because... You know, your kid is assume uh, it, 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 it consumes so much of your life. You have to talk about your kid. Like, if you're a good parent, I mean, first of all, you know, the only, the only brothers I know that never talk about their kids don't take care of them. Like, <laughs> I don't know any niggas that that take care of their kids and don't talk about them. I don't know That's any true of them. Now. But um, but also it depends on your working environment too, because some some people working environment are not conducive to children. I just think you talk about them so much, and people like talking about their kids, so they'll talk to you because you have kids and. You have to bring them by every once in a while and show them off, man. I, I think that's what happened. I saw a lady Friday who brought her dogs in to show people dogs. the dogs in the back of her truck. And she's like, here's my dogs. Y'all want to see them? And people was like, yeah. I was like, no. no. And I went and got in my car and went to lunch. I was like, fuck this shit. That is stupid no, as hell. Man, it's wasting time. But I was like, you know what? She's officially grown up, man. Have you guys ever brought your kids to work and uh, or pets or whatnot? Well, 
I, I've never. I, I can't think the last time I actually had a job, like <laughs> <laughs> a job to take my kids to work. And, and by then, I, 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 I don't think I'd take my kids to work if I was, just because Me I feel like that's crossing that coworker line, and then people yes. feel like they can ask you questions. That's got to cuss them out. Yes, so that's like, my it point. Turn into a more personal thing, and I'm not trying to get that personal. So it, it would it would be me open up the door to be like, so um, how's your relationship with your wife going? Then I'm like, damn. Shit <laughs> <laughs> about the kids at work. You know, because people feel like you bring the kids to work, they feel like they have more of a connection to you. So then it's like they feel like they can ask you questions. Like, your mind like, is why is your why is your hair? Does your hair naturally curl up like that? <laughs> <laughs> I notice you're a little lighter than your dad. Yeah, I notice you're lighter than your dad. How did that happen? Anyway. <laughs> hey, do black people, they ask you the, the do black people questions, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I kind of keep that just safe and copacetic. No kids to work, dog. Like, you bring them in, you're like, yeah, Rob Jr. is a really good wide receiver. They're like, well, that's that fast twitch muscle. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean that, Rob. I'm sorry. Um, what about you, Key? You ever bring your uh, daughter into work? I'm going to ask you, what do you think I did? Um, yes. I think you did bring your daughter into work because you're so proud of her. And I, yeah, I think he did one. And I do not know this, but I think he did once too. Yeah. All right. Kind of game. And, and Karen, what you say? Who, me? Yeah. What no, the other Karen on the line. line. Don't be trying to duck the question, Karen. <laughs> I think you did. You know what? I did. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Now, Karen was just shitting on it, right? But now it's sweet. It, that's sweet for you, right. but I wouldn't do it mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do I it see for you. me. I see you, dog. Go ahead, Karen. Uh, go ahead, Key. I did it. It's because when you have a kid and you have the pictures on your desk, they ask when you're going to bring the kid in. Right. So now when, the when you hear this so right. many times, right. you do it to shut them up. Right. Here's my kid. Here it is. And they don't ask anymore. Right. Like, yeah. They literally say, oh, the kid's going to be driving before you ever we ever see her. Right. So right. they're asking for it. They're asking for it. They wear on you, dog. Right. They wear on you. She's so cute in the pictures. Do you even have a kid? Are you still in these pictures? Like those jokes, those little passive-aggressive jokes. Mm. Oh, that's not really your kid, huh? She's too cute. You, you never bring her here. But and, you bring her here. Here she is. Don't touch her. Don't put her hand on her. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yes, and 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 I guess from my personal perspective, I wouldn't bring pictures of my kid to work because I'm like, I'm, that's the problem. Once you bring pictures of your kid, everybody wants to see your children. And mm. the thing about the working environment, people are fucking nasty, and kids are germ catchers. And you bring them there, next thing you know, your whole household sick because somebody came to work and called. Well, they go to school kids. every day. They coming out with germs either way. Now, um, the other thing too, like, uh, what about people? That bring pictures of other people's kids to work. Because I thought that was creepy. We used to have a lady uh, who worked on the second floor. And she just had a cubicle full of other people's kids' pictures. Was she to adopt them? I don't know. And she had a picture of Chris Webber, too. Just a random, not even like, ah! not even a basketball-related picture. Like, just him in a fucking sweater or some shit. I was like, what the fuck is this? I like Chris Webber. Well, she was a... She was a little creepy, uh, but uh, yeah, that like I like I wonder what happened with that them. Was the one black dude she liked? No, she was black. She oh, was she black. was black yeah. too. Okay, yeah, she was. Oh, well, then that, that explains it all. You know that. That <laughs> <laughs> just closed the conversation right there. Of course, she's gonna have pictures of all the kids, fans, and friends and family. Like black people, I think do that more than white people do. That's real. The black mm-hmm. people have pictures of their friends' kids. You know, or cousins or nieces. That's my goddaughter. Oh, that, that's my nieces. Oh, that's that's Keisha and them. <laughs> yo, you them. Yo, you right though, because we got the pictures of all kinds of other people's kids in our house and shit. In our house, 
And I, I mean, like, now none yeah. of them are from me. None I don't of them are from us, but we do have pictures of other people's kids here yeah. in the house. At the work, no, I don't got no pictures like of them. Like my niece and stuff and random no, family control. members. <laughs> Y'all can judge me all you want, but at least I didn't bring no chimpanzee and a fourteen-year-old midget to my job. To That's my true. Job award presentation. I think, what I, I think I am going to take a picture of Karen's birth control and take that to work with me. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, when are you, when you going to bring the birth control to show off? Well, you know, right it's in here. school. In, right here. You know, right maybe here. maybe when we get out of school. Yeah, maybe get out of school. Get a little education. All right, that's the last random thought. Let's actually talk about some sports, man. Um, apparently, Tiger Woods finally won a tournament today. I'm glad. So I saw people tweeting about it. Some and people were like, he's finally black again no, and all this shit. No, you know shit. what? I think Tiger got back on that pussy. He, he was just messing around and just was like, I'm giving it up. It kept calling his name. He had to go back. Yeah, that's that was actually the question I had for the crew was, y'all think Tiger back on them white women or not, man? I what, do. Uh, Rob oh, Key, what do y'all think? And let me tell you the reason why. It's because he fired Steve Williams, right? Stevie got, Williams. Yeah, and he got a new caddy, and his words were, man, you better shut the fuck up about what's about to happen right now. <laughs> you, you want to be back on top with me? You want to roll with me? You want to roll with me? And dude's like, yeah. He goes, let me do what I got to do. And he back out there. But this, he more free now because he don't got to hide it, but he still got to hide it, but not hide it in a way he's doing something wrong. Right. Yes. Like, I think Tiger now with his new caddy and shit, he's like, hey, you see them two girls over there standing by that pork barbecue restaurant? You walk up over there, you get their number for me, and they be like, uh, which, uh, which one you want? The big one, obviously. <laughs> the one that looks the closest to a five. You get that one. Don't be, don't ask no fucking questions. To a exactly. That's his problem. You gotta do, you gotta grade on the curve. Five to seven. Yeah, he don't fuck with dimes, dog. I don't, no. I think, I think Tiger Woods turns down dimes. He learned it from MJ. Yeah. That's how MJ got down. <laughs> yeah. so, mm-hmm. MJ was like, pass me my acid wash jeans and my, and my tie dye sweater, and let's go out here and get on these fives, man. You Two know, pennies I, and a nickel. Yeah, like when you like if you like when that's why people always give Oakley shit for being MJ's wing man. But if you think about it, Oakley probably pulls all the dimes, dog. Exactly. Yes, he does. Exactly. Like he's like, uh, yo, you get the ugly one. You like, oh, okay, so you want me to get the the two hundred fifty pound one? Mm-mm, no, Mm-mm. that's mine. I say you get the ugly, one. the tall model looking one. Oh, oh, that's ugly to you. I'm cool yeah. with that. I'm cool you get the one that. that look like Beyonce. I'm gonna go at the precious. <laughs> white precious, <Yeah. laughs> but only if they Your was white was though. Us. Yeah, <laughs> but only if they was white though, because you know yeah. he wouldn't holler at either one of those chicks. No, I want the one at the all you can eat buffet. Yeah, not, not mm. right. man. But like Tiger Woods literally got with a chick that was cool with him giving her like half a Subway sandwich, dog. Like, think about that. I don't know any chicks in real life that I could be like, I would like to take you out and I will get you a Subway sandwich. They'd be like, nigga, get out of here. It's that prestige, man. It's that power, man. They expecting something right around the corner. And Mm -hmm. back to your question, you know, I think Tiger is probably, I mean, it took, I mean, really, when you think about it, for all this stuff to blow over, probably him having a nice routine with the kids, getting them every other year. And um, and being able to hang out with kids, not stress out. Elon probably found another man, so mm-hmm. he's not OJ and her. And, and everything's kind of cool now. And it's about that time, that two year, where it's like he's gonna be back on top. I don't know if he, he ain't gonna dominate like he did before, no. but he definitely this this win right here. The fact that he was down 
in the 17th and 18th hole. He was down by one stroke going into the 18th, uh, the 17th hole, and he ended up winning with two birdies on 17 and 18. That says more to me about than anything that Tiger came back because he had always t- had a hard time of coming back when he's down. He didn't come back. He was a good front runner. So yeah. he's probably back on the miles again, which is cool for him because I think that's going to free his mind up to at least dominate a little bit more. Yeah. Yes. Couldn't get no worse. That's for sure. No. Exactly. Well, now, Key, you never said you think you think he back on these white women's. Who me? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, here's my opinion. My opinion is for the first time, Tiger was the victim. Like two months ago, when they came out with Stevie Williams made those quote unquote racist remarks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. About yeah. kiss my, uh, I stick it right up his black ass. Yeah, and, 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 and Black made the made the whole remark racist. Which yeah. I don't understand. He called him a black asshole, I think. So, mm-hmm. it's like, I don't think it was racist. Hell no, it wasn't asshole racist. Asshole was more of the insult. No, because we talk about white ass, I'll beat his white ass. I'll mm-hmm. beat his white ass. Well, that could just make all y'all racist, if you ask me. <laughs> this sounds like both of y'all racist. Y'all racist against white people, and he's racist against black people. But, it, I mean, but either way, I, they made it sound like he called him nigga. Like, they started off the fucking, the yeah, article started with, yes. Stevie Williams uh, says a racist comment. And I was like, yes. oh, shit, I got to read this. Me too. I thought, me too. <laughs> I thought, I thought he got up there. I thought he got up there and was like. When you read it in the paper, they had four dashes. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what what was the word that he said. I don't think it was asked because they said black and there was four dashes. Yeah. What this comment is four dashes. Yeah, that's what I kept thinking too. I thought he called him a coon or some shit, but I thought like maybe a black coon because it was four. So I'm like, it wasn't black, it wasn't well, six because it, was it wasn't nigger. I, I read it where it said I, I, I read it where it, it said asshole. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I finally saw the unabridged version. Yeah, okay. it was asshole. Do you, and do y'all think that Herman Cain and Tiger Woods uh, shop at the same white women's store? But you know what? Herman Cain is aggressive. Herman Cain is... Herman Cain is I gotta respect his game. Yes! Matter of fact, I feel bad. I respect his aggressive game. He does not give a fuck. Yeah, dog, first of all, he I feel don't. bad. I, let me stop everything for a second because it was all jokes. But I got, first of all, I got to say, man, let me let me just, I need to memorialize what happened today. And I, I got a little music for this already queued up. Um, Look, dog. Kermit Kane officially said that he was going to resign uh, from and suspend his campaign for the uh, president of the United States. He's not running anymore. Aww. And you know that here at the Black Guy Tips, we have been saying let Herm cook for months now. Yes. And we're going to miss Herman. We are. If you follow me on Spotify and on Facebook, you're my friend. You can see my Let Herm Cook uh, playlist that I started last night uh, with songs that remind me of Herman Cain. I'll never forget the 2011 that he gave me. Uh, he made it more ever. ratchet. Yes. He made it so much. Uh, he made it so much better. He was so entertaining. Uh, we've never had a presidential candidate that literally didn't know what Libya was nope. or what our current uh, policy was uh, towards them, and could not fake it. Could not fake nope. it. Um, and we're gonna miss you, Herman Cain. We love you, and we're looking forward to whatever you have planned next. I know this is the end of the road, and we will continue to root for you. All right. Sorry, I had to say that real quick. Did, what happened? Did you see his wife in the background when he announced he's suspending his campaign? Mm-hmm. Why do I think that she didn't even know where she was at? First of all, man. She, ah, she I, gonna, I think she. Remember I talked about? It, I think she's gonna divorce in about six months. I never well, saw. She, 
she she looked like she's like on them pills where you know not that saying she's on pills but she got that look on her face like i'm not even here like i'm in my own world like I forgot he was even married. How he talked about his ah! wife and stuff like he did. He was talking about like he wasn't married. I'm surprised to see he had a wife. Yeah, dude. Th- first of all, man, I don't believe his family is proud of him in any to any extent. Nope. I never saw them anywhere with this dude ever. Oh, uh, I bet you he don't get invited to Thanksgiving, Christmas, none of that shit. That's like, mm, nigga, you talking about us? Get away! Right. You could come to Thanksgiving, but don't bring your husband. He'd be like, why y'all serving black-eyed peas, that nigger food? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and, and I mean, the thing is, dude, like, they didn't, I hate, I know that some people are like, oh, it's not that big a deal. But I do hate it. I hate when dudes cheat on their wives, politicians, and then they bring their wife out at the end. Like, no, you can't you see it's all good? If nope. she forgave me, maybe you should. I, I I I will forgive you. Don't get me wrong, but nigga, you be up there all by yourself. I'm not, I'm not gonna be standing in the background with you, with, with camera snapping. Then asking me shit. I ain't the one that cheated. Ask him the questions. Yeah, that shit is lame, dog. That they, is embarrassing for the wife. They just bring her out there looking sad and shit. Yes. Like, and then he got to sit up there and be like, these allegations still ain't true. But yeah, I gotta retire. Cause yes. Even though it's not true, that shit is close enough. Um. <laughs> all right, so uh. Y'all been watching um, my man uh, Deshaun Jackson? Yes. Sure. Jerk. Jerk. Yeah, Key. Yeah. Not on. Not. I not love a, the jerk. Jerksome. 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 What do you mean? He's jerk like. He has some jerk jerkish tendencies. Yeah, he tried to save himself back on that Oprah show, or was it Oprah when he came with them little kids? Oh yeah, yeah, that Oprah. kid show. Was yeah. it Oprah? It was, it was one of them shows like yeah. that, and that little boy. Well, he was his idol and shit oh, like that. ESP in the morning, the morning show they do that profile on people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, he. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I always thought he was a one-dimensional player. Anyway, mm. um, if once his speed is gone, he's done. Everything has to work in the offense for him to to be the difference. Mm. Versus like Randy Moss made the difference. Mm. He's the kind of person that you relied on the offense, like Vic and all the other stuff, to pop off. For him to make the difference and do those fly routes, it's not the other way around. He's not the one that breaks the top on the coverage. Mm. He's the, he 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 is the recipient of everything that the Eagles did. That's that's my opinion. Well, okay. and, and, and I agree with you to I agree with you to a certain extent, but I can understand where the brother's coming from. He's making six hundred thousand dollars this year. He knows the limitation of how much time he has to make that money, and they're not willing to pay him. And the last couple of years, I mean, even from the giant punt return last year they should have paid him from that you know what i mean everybody gets paid off that one big thing that they do you know where they make a big difference and they show up i mean it's a top 10 play in nfl history on espn i mean what he did for the eagles last year was enough to warrant to get paid this year and i understand they paid michael vick and i'm sure they would have paid him at the end of the year if he was right but i saw a man who was injured and against that seahawks i saw a man who was limping up and down the field i saw a man who maybe he already had that attitude, and they didn't mind that attitude when he was producing. Now that he's not producing, is a big problem with it. But you know what? He shouldn't have been. It's all perception, man. Perception is reality. He kind of dug his own grave. I feel him on the on the aspect. I know that he's uh, probably wants to get paid, and he can't do nothing about it. Because if he tears his knees like my boy Matt Forte tore his knee up today, and's out two weeks, and he ain't getting paid, so now I understand why these fools be getting pissed. See, man. First of all, let me just golf clap for y'all right now that you guys are so good um these are things i have written down i don't even have to say them yeah because y'all was already on it the 600k 
Matt Forte, that's what made me think about this in the first place. I watched Matt Forte go down, and I was like, huh, Damn. Deshaun Jackson is right. Yeah, like, man, I'm like, right. say what you want to. You can hate me when I get my check, but I need to get my motherfucking check, yes. dog. Like, and I'm okay with that. Second of all, um, Key, you may be right about his role in the offense. I don't know that I agree 100% because, like, a kick return, uh, a dangerous kick returner affects the game in so many ways. Um, it's almost hard to calculate, like, when a dude just kicks that shit out of bounds because he's like, man, we can't even kick it to this dude. And you end up with good field position straight up off of that you know or either a shanked kick or just a one of those kicks where it's like they couldn't get the angle just right to pin him back there um not to mention you know the good kick returns that he has um and then also because so much uh works in uh coordination with each other on the football field um having that weapon that does break that coverage up top is pretty damn pretty big in the nfl and, uh, and quite often Dude just will get underthrown or or missed sometimes because what he's doing is a highly hard. It's a very hard play to pull off, even when the quarterback knows you're open. There's still a chance he can over or underthrow you and shit like that. I mean, and not to mention our offensive lines and shit sometimes. But and, anyway, and him be, so don't forget him being on the field, even if he's not catching passes, still changes the game. Yeah, yes, and I felt like, and the last thing before I turn, turn it over to Karen. That goddamn NFL camera is the evilest shit in the world, dog. They know how to isolate you and make you look like shit. Like, I'm actually surprised they could only find three or four plays throughout the entire game to be like, see, this dude ain't shit. Like, that means that he had, he was working hard. If, and he looked like he was limping to me, but say he, let's say he wasn't hurt and he was bullshitting. He worked hard 90-something percent of the game. They found the three times that he didn't and then were like, this motherfucker got to go. And he was pissed on the sideline during the loss. Mm-mm, you're supposed to be happy and shit. Like, it just, it's real subjective. I'll put it that way. It's real subjective. But I, I understand everybody's entitled to their opinion. Karen, what were you going to say? Okay, this is my perspective on it. Make your money. Make your money while you can make your money. It's uh, written in the NFL where you can hold out. Hold out if you can. And the biggest reason why is because once you come back, that's where the problem starts because they're not going to pay you. Yeah. Um, bottom Look line. Forte and, um, Forte and Deshaun Jackson have not gotten new contracts. B- bottom line. Not to mention also, everybody got paid in Philly just now. Everybody. And then not only that, not only are they not going to pay you, they're going to try to pimp you as much as they can because once you come back, you take all the power out of your hands. You need to let them lose without you. So today, like, oh, we need to get him back on the field. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, if you're at your normal job where you don't have to worry about hamstrings and getting broke <laughs> and getting staplers thrown at your ass, you know, I, I'm safe <laughs> at my job. You know, ain't nobody attacking me with no with, with no um, scissors or anything like that. I'm safe at my job. Who was it when I there broke their fucking finger on the first play? Howard. You know, when I go to a new job, I don't got to worry about breaking bones. I mean, this is me. So you do a job where. You mess around to fuck up. You don't get paid. This is your income. This is your life. And maybe this is the way I look at it. And so, yes, you do need to get paid more money than somebody like me because at my job, I don't take the risk that you make. And you make people money, so they need to pay you. Yeah. And also, as far as I'm concerned, too, is that Vince and Young fucking suck. That's why he's <laughs> not young. young. Wait, wait. Vincent Young? Vince you young, just Vince young. You took him all the way back to Vincent because he's been playing so bad? I'm sorry. It's like you go back to first grade on your name. You got to earn Vince. He sucks. He's terrible. And so that's why 
he hasn't been as productive. Now, now there are some other factors to it. Please don't get me wrong, but he's a bad quarterback, and it's showing. And it's funny how at the NFL thinks, or they have this um, perspective as if you lose, you're supposed to be happy. I don't understand that. You fucking lost the game. Yes, you're going to be angry. You're going to be upset. And then when you're in a negotiation with your money, everybody wants to paint the player always as the bad guy. And act like the organization is never a bitch by trying to punk you out your money. All right. What was you going to say, Key? I think you wanted to chime uh, back in. Well, what I was going to say was interesting that, you know, like you said about the NFL cameras, how yeah. they be focusing on, dude, and they were focusing on how Deshaun wasn't even listening to Vince Young talk. Yeah. But how many motherfuckers would listen to Vince Young talk, though? <laughs> Hello. <Seriously. Yeah. laughs> Vince, 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 Vince Young, Vince, I, 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 now, Key hates when I do this. Key gets pissed off when I say these words. But Vince Young's bitch ass, I would beat his ass. <laughs> Oh my God. Dude, Vince Young to me, dude, the, the way he throws, that should be a poll question. Why does Vince Young throw the way he does? <laughs> I put that picture out back out again on uh, Twitter of him at the club, and I think that's one of the reasons. There could be a couple other reasons. <laughs> that could be one of the reasons he throws like that because he's gotten softer the way he throws, his attitude, his lisp is stronger. I don't know what's going on, dude. Oh shit. <laughs> well, yeah. But all I know, all of two things I know, he's gotten softer and his lisp, lisp is stronger. You guys talk about that. <laughs> I'm not even going there. I am not even going there. I don't like I I mean cuz that would that would be basically demean Jeff Garcia and everything that he's accomplished in the NFL and I don't want to do that. Hey, he was a, he was Jeff Garcia was a trendsetter. Vince Vince Young thought he could do the same thing. Jeff was tough, man. That motherfucker he took, he took some hits, dog. Player. Like you say, one black dude can ruin it for everybody, one Vince Young can ruin it for everybody. <laughs> so, um, That's so uh, true. But but I can understand why people think he's a jerk. I just I don't I don't know. I think I think that that both of you guys are right. Yeah, he's kind of a jerk. But yeah, he kind of has a point. Like you know, it's it's the old to yeah. it's the old to thing, thing and, and, where it's like I don't like this motherfucker. But yeah, you're right. They 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 do need to pay you. Yeah, you're right. And, and in the NFL, they're real bad about dismissing your ass if they if you come off as a jerk. It's almost like that good old boy. If you sit because you know what other people did. Like who was it? Heinz Ward. They had a fit. Pay him. Pay him. Pay him. Pay him. Pay him. Yeah. So it just depends on your personality and how you come across. Yeah, it, especially if you can get that 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 a demographic that forty year old white man to like you. Then they got your back. Public opinions on your side, just like Hans Ward, the smiling samurai warrior, and all this shit that yes, they were talking about when he wanted to get paid. That's right. But that shit was a uh, you know somebody they didn't like. It's like fuck him, let him cut him. Um, yes, Antonio Holmes. Yeah, exactly. Um, now what about? There's, there's another scandal that happened that you know you guys haven't been on the air to talk about, and I'd like to know. Um, Rod, Rod, real quick before you go to the next. Yes, topic. sir. Yes, sir. This is usually when we do our little aquatic break. Okay. But all I want to ask you is, what you sipping on over there, dog? I know you drinking something. First of all, <laughs> I started on the Corona. That is gone. I'm okay. about to say it should be. Now I'm on this rum and coke, my brother. What yeah. about the Nagasaki? You, you ain't drinking that? Oh, I'm not drinking the Nagasaki tonight uh, because I wanted to be focused because yeah, I had we, I had an important interview to do with you two. Yes. And I didn't want to be fucked up halfway with, through with the, the show. Shockey. And uh, <laughs> me, myself, I'm drinking a uh, cider called crispin cider and it's actually excellent with on ice it's really yeah. good and for people not from the south that's cider um uh, go ahead uh <laughs> robin key what y'all sipping on man 
I am so happy y'all drinking because I'm over here. I'm on my third beer. Mm-hmm. Rob over here, tea time, and like he uh he in Boardwalk Empire. He can't get a drink. I feel like <laughs> I'm in here in a speakeasy bootlegging. He looking at me crazy because I'm drinking on a Sunday afternoon. No, no, I can never mention on air what I did before y'all got here. So I'm just gonna let y'all just roll with the drinking. <laughs> cool, we could just make stuff up. So Rob did a half a key of Coke. And then came on the air. Let's do that little small aquatic break. Make sure I'm not drinking alone. And you go ahead with the next little the little scandal you had right there. Rob. Okay, so what do y'all think about the penetration state stuff? Because, you know, everybody's had a chance to talk about it ad nauseum. And it's gotten deeper and deeper. No no pun. Um, uh-huh. over, the, over the last few weeks, man. And uh, even there's even other scandals starting to come out because of this scandal. Like, yes, it is. Uh, Syracuse had some people yes. come forward. Um, the Citadel on the low. Nobody talked about it. The Citadel had some stuff uh, with with some players come out. Um, what what do you guys think about the penetration state stuff and uh, everything surrounding it? I'll, I'll open the floor to you guys. Now you know what I wish you would have caught me three four weeks ago when it first popped off because I was so passionate about it. It was one of those topics that was transcended beyond sports. You talk about it with work. Everybody had their opinion. Um, honestly, man, I, I think the Syracuse case is a little bit more eerie to me in a way mm-hmm. um I, I think they're getting a break a little bit more maybe because penn state and football is just bigger and i know he probably had more victims but the syracuse thing was weird when you basically he had fly-ins you know what i'm saying like he flying them with him like yeah he had to have it in the hotel room on road trips you know what i'm saying like that's where it was it, it, it got weird to me but i think the whole the whole general my whole general opinion about it is Pedophiles will always be around places where there's kids at. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Michael Jackson had the Neverland Ranch, so he had to attract the kids. Michael Jackson gets a pass, man, but I mean, he's still suspect, just like all of them is suspect. And I he know a pedophile. Michael pedophile. I know a lot of people gonna hate us because we we shitting on Michael Jackson right he now. He, he he dead now. Y'all can do it. But he good. But he good. You know, R. Kelly is pedophile. But but see, the thing about Michael Jackson is, you know, he pedophile. Anytime somebody can describe what your meat look like. That, that's gotta be a red flag, right? Yeah. I mean, but it took, now I'm not defending that shit, but I do think Chappelle was right when he was like, anyone could have guessed what that shit looked like, though. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. It's a little bit black, a little bit white, and got sparkles on it and shit. It's pink, got some veins in it. Yeah. And, uh, it's got some, <laughs> it's got glitter on it. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. That shit was easy. Glitter on it from my gloves? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, but what do you think, Rob, about the pen- penetration state? Hey, man, you know what? Coming from, here's the deal, from a perspective of a dad, I mean, I, I tell you, man, for, for seriously, for the first week, I was shook up, man. And the reason why I was shook up was because I was putting, it's hard not to put yourself in that position. And the person I was most pissed off at was not Sandusky, it was McQuarrie. Because mm-hmm. there's nobody, there's nothing that I could see something like that, that I wouldn't go turn somebody in. I wouldn't done something. I wouldn't have just made a stand. I I, I don't care my job. I, I just couldn't see that. That's just not my personality when it comes to kids because I love kids, obviously. Um, and Trick love the kids, too, so I need to check that fool. Um, <laughs> um, so, but it just <laughs> that's so wrong. So what Trick Daddy is getting investigated now. <laughs> so, I mean, in, in my perspective, guys, is that it hurt my heart because I know that there's so many things that could have been prevented. There's so many kids 
who could have not had themselves in that position if one man would have stood up. And so that's the same man teaching my son, you know what I mean? It, ta- it might be hard to, but it just takes one person to make a difference. And that dude McCreary, to me, could have made a difference, and he didn't, so fuck him. He's the worst out of everybody to me. Mm. I, I, there's no, I, I don't hold Joe Paterno as bad as I heard McQuarrie, because McQuarrie is a 28-year-old man who should have done something himself. Yeah. And that man was more concerned about his job. So to me, he's the worst. And then the, and Joe, Jim Beheim. He needs to get suspended just for his comments of going after the victims. Because even if he had his homeboys back, there's no reason to call somebody else out a liar if you yeah. don't know all the facts. And the way that dude, it isn't it funny how you can see somebody's a pedophile after you find out they're a pedophile? <laughs> right. They all look like it. Like, Sandusky looks like a pedophile. Like, if he walked down the street tomorrow, I'd be like, dude, that's a pedophile. No, that's Hugh Hefner. <laughs> <laughs> he talks like a pedophile, too, man. Yes, I wish he quit doing interviews. Where's fucking lawyers? Shh, be quiet. No, I think, I think his lawyers actually want him to go to jail. They got to, man. He, don't, oh he has God. no preparation. Like, like, the lawyer, like that movie, the lawyer. Yeah, with, they with the feel, yeah, they feel guilty that they're protecting him. So I actually think they're trying to make him go to jail but look like they're doing it, you know? Not yeah. doing it. But I think they're actually trying to do that because they're doing opposite of what anybody lawyer would ever do. Yes. That's stupid. Yes. Most people lawyer you back. Sit your ass down somewhere and be quiet. Yeah. yeah. I, I find it kind of, I don't know, disturbing that uh, they that, that dude just basically went on TV and did a fucking uh, interview, too, now. Uh, have you guys heard the audio from the second interview? One, two, yeah. Yeah, I got, for people that haven't heard it, uh, I got, uh, uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. But, yeah, he, I mean, you you see dude, and you're like, wait a minute, man, you sound like a, a pedophile. Like, you sound pedophilish, you know what I'm saying? Same thing Michael Jackson was saying. Like, like when you make those comments, like, what's wrong with sharing a bed with the little boy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Mike, shut up. Like, Mike was talking a little too much, too. If yeah. you think about it, you remember mm-hmm. back in the yeah, day? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think if he if that motherfucker wasn't making that good-ass music. Because he good. Because he good, dog. We would have all been like, yo, man, something's wrong with this cat. But that's what happens. Sandusky, man, I think I was. this had me doing more research about pedophilia, you know. They really think they don't do nothing wrong. So, like, in his world, he thinks there's nothing wrong. Now, hold on one second. I got some audio from from, from the interview. What? Come on over here, son. Hand me the paper so I don't need to use my grabber. Disgusting. Mm, that's a nice muscly throwing on you got there. Thanks. Got a nice tip for you right here in my pocket. My arthritis. Wow. Why don't you reach in there and fish it out for yourself? Oh, let this dude go on the air. I'll collect till the end of the month. I'll see you tomorrow. Weird. Just weird, man. It's, it's just, it doesn't make sense that dude was able to just talk like that, man. I, I'm really disgusted by the treatment that the media is giving this dude. He shouldn't even be doing these interviews, man. That's real talk. That's hey, that is some great journalism right there, man. I, I like how you got that real footage right there, Rod. Yeah. But did, did you guys happen to see Real Sports when they had that tennis legend? I forgot his name, man. Bob something. He was an old dude. Mm-hmm. He was a tennis coach in South Africa. They had all these victims came out, thirteen, fourteen year old girls. He and they and they told about like how his technique was, and it's just a slow grind. How they slowly grind on it. And then the girls don't want to get them in trouble. They feel ashamed. It's just a sickness mentality. They, it's, it's a, a mental sick fuck. predator mentality yeah. that I don't know what they're getting off on. Are they getting off on the control? The, I mean, it's just a whole weird game. What comes yeah. first? 
Your lust for little kids are the game to get them. And what do they lust after the most? I don't know. I don't want to know. But it's a sickness that you're right. McCreary is the one that we should probably go after. The people at Penn State that was defending um, defending uh, Joe Pa, come on, man. You don't want to be on that, that side of the train. Now, I'm a, you out there I'm a, riding with stuff. You, 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 don't, you, you can't fight cancer. You can't go against cancer, and you can't go against somebody that was related to a pedophile case. Now, I'm going to go, I'm a little bit um, different than you guys. I feel like Joe Pa is the most to blame, only because he is Penn State and the most powerful person there. And when it was brought to his attention, he set the tone by covering it up that that like someone that powerful letting that slide sets the tone for everyone else this dude is off limits and you you don't you don't say anything or do anything to him you know what i mean i feel like if that must have been the message that was already out there if uh that was um you know that that must be the message that was already out there if that happened and it looks like people in the chat room are having an issue with the uh with the feed, uh, let me go out and come right back in. It, it won't take but a second. Okay. Um, yeah, apparently they got stuck. Hold on. Okay, I, okay can I talk about pedophiles? Yeah, yes. go ahead. Yeah, you know, keep keep going with the show. Yeah. We'll, okay. we'll see if okay, we can come uh, back in and see if we can fix it. Go ahead. Because we all have that. I, I don't know about. I, I will not preface it say we all have that, but I have. The, I've had some family members that call into question, like, hmm. I just don't feel right. Like you just have to, I don't feel right. Just even changing into my bathing suit around him, you know, it's, and then they got people out there. That's like on a smallest level. Mm-hmm. So you got this guy walking around campus, looking at another man. And you telling me in a small ass town, like happy Valley rumors spread around so fast. You telling me there's not a thousand or 1500 people who heard the rumor about Sandusky, especially when he walking around with little boys, bringing them to the second mile foundation and that, you know, cause they on recruiting trips, you know, these coaches on recruiting trips together. Right. Oh, and they driving nice. and they're drinking a beer at a bar, you know, in a, in some podunk town. They're like, Hey man, what's going on? with jerry dude i mean that hasn't happened that never happened it's crazy to think that that's never happened so about sandusky you're man, off the air okay Ken, I, I got it i'm sorry i wish he'd go to hell that's all i'm gonna leave with. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna step up to joe pa's defense a little bit i mean yeah mm-hmm. he probably didn't do enough but if he didn't see the crime it, it, he goes to the police right the police will say well where'd you hear this from well, what's the name told me? McCurry told me. Mm-hmm. Well, he needs to come in. Like, ultimately, if I hear of a crime, you can't go to the police and snitch on somebody secondhand. Well, I feel like Joe Pa is bigger than the police in Penn State. Like, yes. even, like, the people that he went to, they circumvented the police. And I feel like Joe Pa is the one voice that somebody, people in Penn State, would have taken in that seriously. town, they would have listened to him yes. and said, you said we're not going to stand for this. We are going to look into this. Like, you have the pulpit and and and, and, and this is going to get me uh, completely off tangent but I'm fucking sick of these goddamn college coaches they're supposed to be the paragons of virtue and then they get a pass on shit like this this is when you're supposed to be about success with honor this is all the fucking speeches that you give these kids when you're recruiting yep. them and all the shit you tell their the parents, parents about you're going to be their fucking father when you get there and all this shit and now here's your chance and you fucking cover it up and you're cool with that and you let you watch other people cover it up and you were still cool with that shit where's your bold action then dog and i want to hear that shit about he's an old man and he's a figurehead no first of all this didn't happen yesterday it's happened over 10 years ago and second of all 
he gets to be a figurehead whenever it's time to talk about if they're gonna just uh fire him or not. But but then when he's winning and shit, he gets the credit for them fucking wins. Like I don't I don't I don't believe it and I don't buy it and I think it's a fucking cop out to talk about, oh man, you get to uh you know, he did what he had to do and he promoted it to the right people. No, you don't you do beyond that if you're supposed to be the representative for the entire university. If not, you just wanna be a guy, then just take a guy's fucking salary and give a guy speech whenever y'all have a halftime game and give a guy speech whenever they talk about firing you and you go to that pep rally just talk about how hey man i'm just a figurehead do it then like I don't, i'm sorry and and, 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 I, and, I th- and i think my thing about it is that they would have believed joe pa quicker than they would have believed the person who's seen it right like as, as far as his power like right to say his authority because he is penn state penn state is him and that goes back to why a lot it's a disconnect when you're on a college campus because you're in that bubble where it's about sports and money. Mm-hmm. And that, that goes back to the, to, to, you know, the, the anger in the student body and things like that, because it goes back to why are you find our coach? He's our coach. But then he should have spoke up if he was such a great coach. Yeah. That's my opinion. Anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get angry. Yeah, I'm sorry. y'all. <laughs> <laughs> that shit make me mad, man. I don't like him getting the pull back when he won't want to be a fucking, yeah. you know, like, I, Oh, I'm not responsible now. Man. Yes. Don't worry about it. He's gonna die in six weeks just like your boy uh, Andy Rooney did. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> when they don't have no job no more, they ain't got <laughs> Yeah, they can't he, help he, it. He did die real quick. I, yeah. I miss him. You stop getting that check, you just die, yo. They be holding on to them jobs hard. Eyebrows all just shriveled up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they die looking like Yoda. Looking like Yoda and shit. Um yo, so Tivo, praise him. him. Six and one right now. Everybody's got so many reasons, so many reasons why he can't do what I am watching him do. And I love that they are mad because every week they get mad about the fact that this brother and I'm saying brother because he is my brother. I, and I, honestly, Tim Tebow is the first uh, quarter white quarterback that I root for because he's a black quarterback. Yes. You know what I'm saying, dude? <laughs> yes. The bottom line is, dude, <laughs> for me and Tim Tebow is reason why I think I root for him is because it's the same thing that I rooted for Donovan McNabb, Major Harris from West Virginia back in the day, mm-hmm. um, Tony Rice from Notre Dame. It's because... It's the identification of people telling you can't do something and you go out there and do it. So how can not anybody be inspired by that? People who hate on that are the same people who hate on black quarterbacks. Yep. They just hate the fact that a man has been told that he can't do it. He keeps doing it and you hate more. Yeah, like, I had given up on black quarterbacks. How, you? how does that not inspire you? I had given up on black quarterbacks, but this year we got uh, Cam Newton yes. and Tim Tebow, both of them breaking it. all kinds of yes. stereotypes. I love me some killer Cam. He go, he scored like thirteen touchdowns. I think that's the most in uh, what a season. Thirteen rushing touchdowns, yes, rushing I think, touchdowns, yes. which is like the most for a rookie running back. Uh, yes. He also just broke Peyton Manning's rookie rushing, uh, I'm sorry, passing yards record this yes. week. Um, so yeah, he's doing it big, man. And um, the other thing too, um, I, w- I would even challenge you on that, Rob. I think this is the most interesting thing: the people that normally tell us why black quarterbacks can't succeed. Mm-hmm. Are now rooting for Tim Tebow. Hard too. And then the people that normally are saying black quarterbacks get treated unfairly, Fairly. and that if they got wins, then what the fuck does the stats matter? 
are rooting against him, T Bone. It's so weird. Like everybody's trying to get some get back. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, but y'all say Vince Young was a punk ass. It's like, well, he kind of is a punk ass. But then why y'all ain't saying that about Tim Tebow? It's like, all right, all right. I hear you. you just mad. Vince Young was thirty-one and seventeen though before this year mm-hmm. as a starting quarterback. So he is a winner. He is. Absolutely you know, a win. So he does have a very good record compared to other people. But, you know, that's it's funny about that, Rod. I think with Tim Tebow, it's not just even about football. It's about religion. It's about yep. God. Mm-hmm. It's about – and when it comes to religion and God, there's a, there's, a fraction, there's a faction of our society who has a problem with somebody saying something about God, mm-hmm. which is so funny because it's all free speech. But yet they got a problem with this man mentioning about his relationship with Jesus Christ yeah. and that, that actually being something negative towards him. When there's guys out there who are doing things so suspect, but yet they accept that. But a guy talks about a relationship with God, and he even has more people on the left side hating on him for that. So yeah. it's very interesting with Shut the people. fuck up. Shut the fuck up, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so, I remember doing this show about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. I was the only person yeah, on this whole motherfucking yeah, stage talking about Tebow going to be yes. better than Sam Bradford. Yes, you Sam Bradford played three times this year. Yes. I told everybody by the year 2011, Tebow will be starting, and Sam Bradford will not, and Tebow's going be the man. I've been standing up on Tim Tebow since he was a freshman and he won that Fiesta Bowl out here. Um, well, he wasn't. Chris Lee won it. Chris Lee won it. Chris Lee won it. I've been on him ever since. You know why? Don't, don't, wait, wait. Drop, keep that drop right there. Um, Key just said he'd been riding on him. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've been riding on Tebow's nuts. I'm beyond everybody's love for Tebow because honestly, I'm about to make one of the most craziest statements. Say it, dog. Get atypical on their ass. Matter of fact, before wait, wait, before you say it, let me get your music. All right, go ahead. Say it, Key. What? What is it? What is it? a man he is actually the son of god oh so you he really is jesus christ jesus christ jesus and that's how bold i'm saying because if you don't believe that he's jesus christ then how did you believe in the regular jesus christ it's not that crazy to think about if god wanted to make a plan he's going to actually interject a man in the sport that everyone watches in the craziest nation in the history of the world so if jesus was actually going to come back why wouldn't god make him a quarterback and yes. if you don't yes. believe that then you don't believe Jesus was a carpenter. Mm-hmm. You, 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 I don't think you have the mentality to even think that happened. So I'm telling you right now, you think I'm bullshitting, that when they win the Super Bowl, he's going to walk across the water in Indianapolis Colts and the damn RCA Dome. It's not the RCA Dome, no, yeah, right? Yeah, it's something like that. Though. In the RCA Dome, he's going to walk on, he's gonna walk on water, and we're all going to bow down, and Jesus is going to come out. He's going to go back up in the air. Jesus walks. And he's going to go back up in the air. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I've been, but see, I've been saying that that people haven't have been sleeping on Tebow. We started our own religion, Tebowism, here yes. at the Black Guy with Tips. Tips. Yes, um, and yeah, I, this is the same thing that I told Bo last year uh, on the Morning Jones. Man, people should be rooting for this dude because. Mm-hmm. To me, like, and this is the thing that's funny, man, and, I, and I'm being 100% serious, not being sarcastic at all. Um, here's the thing. People that have been rooting for black quarterbacks and saying, like, they haven't gotten a chance and why has Chris Lee got to go to Canada to fucking get a chance to play football and all this stuff. Um, and I was like, yo, Tebow could open the door 
for a lot of unconventional quarterbacks yes. and people that people don't don't Normally talk about at. because what what a, what many people forget about in the NFL is when they say something can't happen, it's because people have already dedicated resources to making sure that doesn't happen. That's true. So now. if you decide, look, it's impossible for a quarterback to rush twenty times. And because that's just not part of the position, then yeah, you, that, and the quarterback you have is a good runner, but not a good passer. Then yeah, you're gonna have a team that's gonna fucking suck because you're gonna come out there and try to change them into what you think a quarterback should be. But we've never really had black quarterbacks get that support system mm-hmm. where they said, you know what, man, maybe Terrell Pryor isn't the most accurate thrower, but he is by far one of the quickest people in our backfield, and we could do some trickeration back there and get that ball running and, and, and hold down the time possession and limit our turnovers and let our defense come out here and play a strong game and actually have a quarterback who's part of the fucking team. I thought it was a team sport, man. Why does it always got to be about the quarterback? Got to have a great quarterback rating every week. Why can't he just be a humble dude that goes out and does his job and what they asking him? So I really do feel like Tebow opened up the door if people want to see it because no one thought this was possible and it is being possible. And he's got three or well, four, I think four, three out of four, of his next games are against some pretty shady opponents. Like they're not that good, man. If they fuck around, go to the playoffs, win their division. I don't want to hear shit, man. And, and, I don't want to ever hear shit. And, because and, think about it. Everybody talks about how hard it is to win a game in the NFL. And this man's won four road games, mm-hmm. and nobody's. And everybody wants to talk. The first thing they want to talk about detract away from what he's doing. The fact of the matter is, this man has inspired his team. They got a tight. Yes. But but, but the, it's, it, don't you want a leader to be inspiring? Can't inspiration make you play harder? Can't being inspiring is what Malcolm X, Martin Luther, they inspired people. So inspire people as a leader. That's what you're supposed to do as a quarterback. So. Yep. Tim Tebow, to me, is a shining example that I would point to a kid like, don't listen to what anybody else says because they're going to tell you that you ain't shit. It's about how you feel about yourself and your belief around the people closest to you, how they feel about you. And that's the bottom line with Tebow, man. I mean, like you said, Tebow's going to open the door for a lot of these black quarterbacks. And who would have thought that it would take Tebow to do it? Because remember for years, like you said, we was wondering, why don't they just build an offense around Michael Vick instead of trying to make him a pocket quarterback? Yep. Build an offense around him. Let him just... Build an offense around somebody's strengths. That's what they do. They don't try to change. Build an offense around his strengths. Not yeah, and they keep saying stuff like, well, you know, you won't last long taking that beating. It's the NFL, dog. No game is promised. Like, Mike Vick, been, last Mike Vick been in the pocket more than any other year I've ever seen him play, and he has and been he hurt. Blasted. He has been hurt, dog. Like, I've ever seen like how many of those injuries might have actually been avoided if he would have just been like, man, let me get the hell out of here. But um, And then the last thing, too, about this Tebow thing, when are we going to ever see an atheist out, uh, athlete that's outspoken? Like, I don't know if we ever will, but I wonder how, I just want to know for the social experiment, how the world will react to somebody who, you know, comes out after they win a game and says, first of all, I like to thank science and logic and reason <laughs> for this, for this victory. For this game. For showing me, I like to thank all my studying <laughs> and shit like that. Depends on who says it. Like, if Deshaun Jackson came out there and said, man, 
All I know is it wasn't for God fucking everything up for me, man. <laughs> like Fred, like Fred X said, like Fred X thanked his hands. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe he's an atheist. He just didn't know how to say yeah. it right. Like I thank my hands. Exactly. I like to the person who ain't upstairs. Man. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was shut. Cause you think they shut down people that talk Christian. I bet we see a lot of people shut that atheist shit up. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> like we don't want to hear that, yeah. dog. <laughs> and and not to uh, to go back to Tebow, I think I agree with y'all. I think that Tebow inspires the offense, and when the offense goes out there and the defense steps up, and it's just amazing how both sides do just what they need to do at the right time. Because I don't know if y'all saw that game, but it was turnovers that mattered and things like that. And like Roger say, yeah, Tebow does exactly what it needs to do. He doesn't throw a lot. And rarely has turnovers. Yeah, like they were, people were like, "Yeah, well, the defense, the one that gave up, got the pick." Okay, number one, they gave up thirty-two points. Y'all still gonna give them all the credit? Oh. He also had a hundred and forty-nine passer rating today. He also threw two touchdowns, no interceptions. He had one fumble. Now the other dude, Christian Ponder, came out, threw a couple of picks. Now, can't you understand that? Tebow not turning the ball over is what helps the defense win that turnover battle. Yes. Like, you get a lot of chances when your dude isn't fucking you up and putting you in bad field position games, too. Like, no yes. one, people act like football is just all one position and all whatnot, but I, I feel like he's the ultimate team player quarterback, and uh, he should get some credit about that. Yes. Um, I'm yeah. interested to hear this week because all the other games was when the defense kept them in. This is the game that Tebow won. From his arm. Von yep. Miller didn't play today. And Von Miller didn't play. Yep. So he won. This is the first game out of all six games that Tebow won with his arm. So I want to hear what the experts are going to say now. Because, you know, they'll probably say Vikings had some blown coverages. Right. Um, and all this bullshit. But Tebow won the game throwing the ball. That's yep. all you can say. I can't wait. He wasn't going to do that. He's been winning it with his legs. He only rushed for 40 yards today. All right. Hey, real Let's, quick, Rob. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry about my whole assessment I said two years ago about Tebow. Can you say you was wrong? Um, Kimani Holmes, I was wrong about Tim Tebow. That's, that's damn, I was wrong. that is that large. Was so bad. That, that, I was wrong, man. Okay. I, and I, All right. I was wrong. Yes. I knew that was keeping the show from being on the air. I knew that's what it really was. And one more thing I'd like to say is this. John Fox is going to be called a genius because he played Tim Tebow. That's, this is how it's going to go down. A reluctant genius. He did yes. not want to do this. No, I he heard didn't. You, I'm not trying to, I, like, I heard didn't. that motherfucker in them press conversation. He was angry. And I see John Elway up there looking like the major league owner and shit, mad as shit that they winning. I see it, dog. I see it. No, he's Y'all not cannot angry. hide he's that shit. He's not happy about them winning. <laughs> John Fox is going to be called the a genius. Yeah, dog. I swear the Broncos got a fucking poster in the uh, locker room that takes off a piece of his clothing every time they get a W, dog. That dude is not shit, man, and I see it. Um, all right, let's. We got to do some quick hitters so we can get to these articles and not have a show be four hours and shit. Um, uh, first of all, I saw UNC and um, believe it was Kentucky play basketball this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, dog, Kentucky real real good. And that's all I gotta say about that, man. What do you guys think about the college? If you've been watching any college basketball, all time, dog. Um, you, UNC, I like UNC, but your boy Henson's soft. He's soft. He's soft. That's true. And, w- and w- when you guys play one of them teams like Marquette, who be having them 6'5 bangers, them 6'7 bangers, you know, dudes with dreads you'll never hear from again, mm-hmm. but they be pounding the boards, that's going to be UNC's weakness because Henson's nice, and so is Zach, uh, the other white dude. Mil- uh, yeah, 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 I know you're talking about, yeah. But they're not physical, though. They're exactly. not physical. They're not physical at all, and that's going to be North Carolina's downfall. Kentucky, on the other hand, man, 
I, I just don't understand. They're just talented, man. Their their skills to me are just unbelievable. Yeah, they good as shit, dog. And the other thing too, man. Um, and this just has nothing to do with either team. But I want to ask you brothers if y'all have noticed this. Is it me or is Pitt like recruiting the same niggas every fucking year? Like, and they come from nowhere, dude. Like, they don't ever start out as freshmen. Like, they just come in as like juniors and look like they just came from a JUCO and they never are good at really, like, they're like the football team that shows up at intramural games in college and runs everybody just out of fear, fear, uh, pure fear and intimidation. Like, that is how I feel about Pitt teams. And I think a, a Pitt team could beat Carolina too. That's important about what you said and what you noticed because an identity and an image and what the coach goes after is what's very important about a program. It, coincidentally, U of A, who we know and we love, and we, we that's what we got a lot of, you know, we, we watch them a lot. They go after the same type of player too, the light-skinned brother, mm-hmm. types that shouldn't hop. You know what I'm saying? Um um, Richard Jefferson. Duke, Duke has the same players. You know what I'm saying? If you if you recruit after the same kind of players and you know they can fit into your system, that's half the battle right there. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's all about the system because what we're saying, essentially what you're saying, Rod, is that they have the same type of players because they have their system established. So you look at North Carolina, North Carolina kind of recruit the same type of players. Everybody kind of look like Hubert Davis. Yep. And, and they got the they got their system for the different positions that they have, which bodes well for their system. That's why these programs are so successful because they've, they've identified the niche in which is going to create their success. Yep. So Pitt does kill me with that because – I, I can't think of what was the what was the point guard LeVance Fields and I thought about this for fucking an hour the other day and couldn't come up with it LeVance Fields yep that's him what was my dude with no ligaments that play for San Antonio right now uh the the uh what is that dude's name uh Blair something Blair DeWan Black, man, they, I swear they recruit the same nigga every year, dog. And they always got something wrong with him, dog. It's always like maybe he did a bid and he put on like 50 pounds, but he used to be the number one quarterback before he robbed that, that, that corner store and had to do them two years. But they're going to put him on the team anyway, even though he's actually 26 years old. They're going to let him get them two years of eligibility and run point guard or whatever. Or, you know, maybe this dude tore both of his knees, uh, knee ligaments and he don't have no cartilage in his knee now because he uh you know he used to sell drugs back in the day and got shot in his kneecaps like i i don't know why they the twos are always like a used car man like one thing is always wrong with they dudes and they never are freshmen man that's all i know about pit man but um all right before we leave the collegiate yeah. world i'm gonna ask you a question real quick yes sir what do you think about the rich rod hire out of u of a um man you know the the thing with rich rod that that was weird to me was the Michigan people didn't like him from day one. True. Like that was odd. Like these, like a lot of this shit with the coaches is about giving them a chance to put their own shit in place. And if you start out with people snitching on your practice shit, and it's like talking about you being over the limit for practice, and apparently that's a common thing that all schools do. All. Yeah. Then I like. You gotta have people have your back. So I think it could be successful if the boosters and the people there have his back, but we're gonna find out. Is it his personality? And he's kinda like Matt Darty where he don't get along with boosters and that's gonna be an issue, or is it just like the Michigan boosters just didn't like his ass? So we'll find out. What you think about it? What I'm curious about Rich is the fact that 
I question maybe a little. I, I think it's a great hire for U of A because I don't think we can get a better coach than the state of our football. And I think that, you know, he wouldn't have came here after West Virginia. He would have been like, hell no to U of A. But mm -hmm. he has to do something. And, you know, he has to put a mark somewhere. But I just question maybe his decision-making by even going to Michigan. Like, why you knew before, you know, they test the waters before they go check these programs out. They yeah. know who wants them there. So the fact that he still made that decision makes me kind of question his decision-making. But I'm willing to lean on it because I don't think U of A could have reached out there and got any other coach, a big a BCS winning coach, to come to Tucson. I mean, that's, yeah. that's hard-pressed for U of A. What about and you, Keith? Importantly, back to the point I made about basketball, he creates an identity. We know what the team is about. You know what I'm saying? The run, the spread, run option, offense, where we know who we're recruiting, and we're going to go after that. Before, we didn't. Like, Mike Stoop didn't have an idea what the hell he was doing. Yeah. So, I, I'm confident. All right, I got uh, basically uh, – one more, uh, well, two more topics, and then we're going to move in uh, and do some articles. Uh, number one, what did you guys think about the NBA lockout? Because we really didn't get to hear your thoughts as it went on, mm -hmm. and now that it's almost over. Uh, and Antoine uh, Spann, he actually sends this question in. In light of the recent NBA lockout, I was having a debate with some people here on Facebook about the players. Most of them seem to be of the opinion that the players were being greedy when, in fact, it was the owners that were behind the work stoppage with the lockout. One of the issues that came up was the fact that to some of these people, players look like thugs, and none of them actually take college seriously. But when I pointed out to them that baseball and hockey players go pro right out of high school with yes. regularity, all I got was cricket. So I would like to ask, do any of you think that the backlash that the players have gotten when it comes to the lockout has a racial undertone to it, or do you think that uh, people just have educated themselves enough to what, or just haven't educated themselves enough to what brought out the lockout in the first place? Oh, I think that, I, I think that's, I mean, for us to say it's not a racial undertone would be ignorant, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's racist. I think mm -hmm. there needs to be something standard defined, the difference between a racist undertone and racist, because a lot of the time, they don't understand. You could ask a white dude, and he would even think that, but it's just undertone. Like, it's the jealousy, it's what their perception is, and and it's, it's their perception is, and what their perception is about that player and about their background, which causes them to be a little bit more on the jealous side, mm -hmm. um, and causes them to be a little more critical because of their perceptions. And mm -hmm. yes, there's a racist undertone, because let me tell you something. The, the reason why the players did not sign that proposal is because they're brothers, and they don't want to have somebody tell them, sign this, or you ain't going to play. They, right. they basically agreed to the same thing that the owner said there was an ultimatum on, but they didn't want to look foolish like they were getting punked into doing something. Right. So they had to go around that we're going to decertify, knowing that they weren't going to, because they wanted to go on the back channel and actually get... Um, that deal signed because the players didn't want to lose that money, but the mm -hmm. owners had the power, and so they went with it. So in the end, the players weren't really with the greedy ones. It was the owners who were really willing to, you know, trash the season. The players weren't willing to do that. Yeah, I felt a little bad about the fact that the owners were willing to use the racial stereotypes against the players in this negotiation. Like I really did get that feeling of, well, we're gonna let these people hate these brothers because you know that that helps us right now. And then when the lockout's over, they're gonna send them saying. Right, we're gonna let you, man, we gonna let you. Hey, we gonna let you. To, hold on, man. Slave Key just walked in the building. Oh shit! He heard us talking about um, the racist undertones. We're just talking about the NBA, and he seems to have a problem. <laughs> hello, hello? Hey. Yeah, Slave Key. Hi. Who this? Hey, this is <laughs> This is Rod and Karen from the Black Out Tips. We we talked to you a long time ago, man. How's it going? What, what year is it? Uh, 2011. 2011? Mm-hmm. Mm. 
y'all was talking about the the NBA, the, the, the those big tall Negroes, the, the <laughs> masters tell them they couldn't play. Yes. And, and everybody mad at them. Yeah, everybody's mad at them, even though they master won't let them play. So they closed down the plantation. And there's no works to do. No, 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 they changed the safety. They, they, they gonna work now. They gonna work. But everybody mad because they saying, I can't pick the cotton. <laughs> and they told me I can't get on the potting field. <laughs> so why is they mad at me? That, that's the question we're trying to coach, Lady Why ain't I been on the podcast? Nigga, don't you realize <laughs> I told you, there's a lockout everywhere. There's a podcast lockout, too. Well, I, all I know is I look at you because you're you the darkest of them. Right. I, 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 yes. You're the darkest, but you the most massive. Okay. You're the most massive <laughs> of them because I wanted to do the podcast. I came to your house. I knocked in your house in the door. I knocked on your garage door, your back door, your front door, your attic door. And all I heard was your wife saying, there's some slave out there. <laughs> <laughs> you were you were scared because you thought I was gonna steal your woman. No, no, no. I was saying that that I, I was a little nervous, though, Slade Key, because you know what? You do got big feet. <laughs> you know what that means? What? I can plow fifteen acres in one hour. <laughs> <laughs> one of the best slaves. I do a triple double in slave works. You know what that is? What's that What's a slave double? double? I could boil some water for the babies and the kittens. For the little, for the black mamas can do the bathe and the white kids. I does that for them. Okay. One. I goes out there and I and I cut off all of the all the pigs' feet and I cut out all of the chicken. Double double. But then you know what I do? What's the trip? I cut all of the pork loins oh, and the good yeah. and I get that to the masses. And all the pig, all that other chitlins and shit, I don't know what we do with it, but then I give it to the black mamas and then they put some hot sauce on it and fries it. And I know it's the nastiest parts because I cut it. And when I cut it up, I give the white masses the best piece of it. I give them 49% of the pig when we take 51% of the junk. What what do you think about Herman Cain, Slave Key? You know, he had to stop his campaign. Well, I love me some Godfather pizza, I can tell you that. <laughs> that shit is so greasy. I think he put Crisco in it. He put some of that peach sauce. That and, sauce and, lard, and lard. He wanted a, and you know, that was one of our biggest supplies. Because all the pigs, feast, the stuff I cut off, we sent to the Godfather's pizza. And you know what that nigga did? What? He it up and he sold it to the white man right back to him. <laughs> Like this. Herman Cain is a business genius. He stole the white man's name off of a movie. You know the movie with with Superman's dad. Superman's dad was the was the was the mafia boss. You know mm-hmm. Marlon Brando's. He was in there and he stole the name from him. He said, "I don't give a shit what your name is. You can be Al Pacino's. You can be the guy, but I'm taking this name and I'm putting it on pizza and I'm sending it back to the white people." Oh God. Oh. <laughs> oh man well uh, slave key man that that is an interesting take on Herman Cain I have never heard that before mm, no and that's new one to me too slave key talking about uh, hold on hold on Nick, slave key got it he gonna have to leave he, 
You want to answer one more well, question, Slave? I, 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 I haven't seen daylight since July, so if you want me to stay, I can stay. I got one more question for you, Slave Kid. This is right up your this is right up your alley. This this black ass nigga next to me is hating on me. What they call it nowadays? 2011. You heard it? You call hate hate. You a hater. Mm-hmm. Hater. Yeah. That was you is. You know what you is? You a shackle. You a motherfucking shackle. Because you put them shackles on my feet. And you're trying to. Saying, can you get a little upset right now. Uh, Rod, Rod, you got to ask this fool a question. Okay, here's the last question for you, Slave Key, man. Um, now, I know you know a lot about this region of the country. What do you think about the fact that LSU is going to be playing Alabama one more game for the championship? In college football. Is that game in New Orleans? Uh, I'm not sure where they're playing the uh, championship at, man. Uh, It's in New Orleans. It's in New Orleans? Okay. Well, all I know is that LSU plantation is a rich field of them buck-buck athletes. (laughs) It's almost like they say, like the Greek master, Jimmy the Greek master said. (laughs) And you breed Bo Jackson and Serena Williams. It's like they did a whole bunch of mashing, mucking and punking, listening to that Nas music down there. With the Bayou, and they went out there, and, they, and the, oh the, the, the boys out there in Louisiana, they full of that hot sauce. They full of that Creole, and they full of that Katrina. And them boys gonna go out there. He full of that Katrina, Damn, that's after hey, like hey, hey, Keith, say, Keith, say, Keith, say, Keith, say, Keith, chill out, chill out. Calm down, say, Keith. But I'm going to tell you something. Now, the Alabama boys. Oh, God. Alabama boys. Well, them boys, they a little bit more passive when it comes to their masses, and they listen well. And Master Saban, he tells them <laughs> how to do it right. And they so slow, and they so ingrained in them, they slavery, them boys from Alabama, they listen well, and they gonna do their job, and what I think's gonna happen is that LSU, they at home partying, mucking and fucking and getting all they little caves and cuckoo-coo, they gonna lose their minds, them Alabama boys is more disciplined, Saban been out there before, and Alabama's gonna shock the South. The plantation's gonna shut down that day, we all gonna watch it. The plantation bowl. Boy, I told you. This is the only podcast where you are gonna get that kind of analysis. Uh, the championship uh, we, we, BCS game. We thank you, Slave Key, for Th- your time. Yes, thank you, Slave Key. And we all thank you for everything uh-huh. you've done. And here goes that big head, nappy head boy, Kiki, coming. Here go, Kiki. <laughs> hey, uh, Slave Key, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate hey, thanks, that. Man. You're looking up. Yep, get back to work. <laughs> oh man well slave key broke it down i think that might be the best breakdown you're gonna get of the bcs ball man let's uh go ahead and get into some articles um real quick um and uh whew, oh man if i could just get my composure back man that shit is always <laughs> great that shit is always great dog oh, i love me some slave key. oh great and then the first article i look at is a serious article <laughs> it's like damn like you gotta end the wretchedness for a minute um all right, so you guys have uh, both played sports uh, before, and of course we, um, you know, you guys talk about sports and that sports culture. Um, what do you guys think about hazing in general? Um, and the reason I'm bringing this up, uh, I guess we'll talk about it a little m- more. Um, 
apparently the band do hazing like yes, yes they do okay so you know i didn't know this but um people's like like the the band at famu which is a historically black college um had a death of a drum major due to hazing um and uh i i'm i don't know man it just seems first of all hazing for band seems like the most ironic type of hazing yeah i, I don't like, know if they do like the, the greek letters or anything like that but i but yeah i've had, I have heard of hazing in bands. like only a black school would have hazing for that band because like white schools <laughs> being part of the band is not some cool shit you know what i mean like only at a black school could it be cool to be in a band dog i've seen ohio state's band don't nobody want to be a part of that a shit. thousand people you know, but um, okay. So Governor Rick Scott is calling on the university presidents to examine uh, hazing rules in the wake of the death of a Florida A and M university drum major. The governor asked Thursday that the state university system have all eleven universities review anti hazing rules and penalties. So, so this is so prominent they have to have rules on the on the you know on the, on their ledger because this happens so much. Um, now, have, now you guys have been part of sports. I don't know if you guys are uh, any fraternity. Are you guys in any fraternities? No, my, no but uh, I was living with my brother when he pledged Phi Beta Sigma, and so I know that he was gone at all hours of the night. He come back real sore. That doesn't sound good, but he came back. <laughs> he came back sore, like all the stuff that they was doing hazing. So I know there was hazing going on. So what do y'all guys think about hazing in general? Because I'm, I'm not gonna lie, man. And I I don't care if people get mad at me. I know some of our listeners are fraternities and and bands and all that. That shit. I think that shit is absolutely stupid, pointless, and should not be done. And whenever I see somebody die like this, I feel like they died over nothing. They died over stupidity. What What about oh, you guys? My, my homeboy said. My homeboy asked my boy. I was like, dog. Man, his name was Rob. Uh, what's Rob's name, man? Remember Rob, the football player? That nigga was crazy. Cool. Rob Coulter, man, I had to drop his name. I said, man, you gonna you gonna you gonna pledge? He's like, nigga, I get my ass beat for no t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what he even said. That, I'll never forget that. He's like, man, I ain't get my ass beat for no t-shirt. And I'm like, I feel him on that. You know what I mean? Like, I understand. See, there's a hazing is such a general word. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think what they were doing is hazing. To me, hazing's like, man, you gotta do 45 push-ups in 10 seconds. Right. Hazing's not, you know, taping somebody's balls with um with masking tape and then ripping the tape. about it like yeah. yeah i know it's a problem but at the same time man i just think all i know is you can't trust nobody no more if you out there doing something in a circle of people you can't trust them all <laughs> somebody gonna snitch yeah, so, according to the article robert champion died november 19th after the 26 year old which 
to me is way too old. He's 26. Yep. Ooh. Way too old to be hazing. No, to be to be getting hazed, dog. Wow, 26. Like, you need to be out of school. Like getting hazed at 26. Like, why do you think all people join sororities at like 18 and 19? Yes. It's, it's before your real brain kicks in. 26? No, nigga, you got bills and kids and shit. Um, <clears throat> so unrespon. He was unresponsive. Um, found unresponsive on a bus parked outside of the Rosen Plaza Hotel in Orlando after the school's football team lost to rival Bethune Cookman, who should never have that name associated with this type of ratchetness. No. Um, law enforcement. Wait, how did he die? What did they say? What happened? Um, let's see. Law enforcement officials have already said Hazen was involved in his death. Uh, FAMU has expelled four students in connection to the incident, and Brogan's office has launched a probe into whether the university ignored past warnings of Hazen. Um, <clears throat> they did not specify what the four students did, but said their dismissals were connected to his death. He's also told trustees, uh, the, the, uh, the president has told trustees that a group of students protested his decision to shutter the marching 100 band while the investigation continues. And this is another, you know, college thing. Like you're in college and you just don't get the fucking, uh, how the scope of like a motherfucker dying over a, yes. a being in the band yes. and why that's just not fucking cool. And yes, you got to put the band, you got to sit them down for a yes. minute. And I think they fired their coach. I mean, they, they, their director. I think they fired the director and was like, y'all know what? Y'all ain't doing shit for the rest of the year. Go, go do, do something else. Yeah. So I don't, do you, do you think, um, Vince Vaughn and Will Ferrell got in trouble when blue died in old school? <laughs> Maybe they covered it up. Maybe it wasn't no snitching. I don't know. Because I mean, Blue died, right? He was an old ass man. Yeah. He about twenty six. <laughs> <laughs> he died. Uh, well, that is old for college age. And you go, oh, I don't know, man. Blues hazing was cool though. It was wrestling in in KY Jelly with some naked women. Like his hazing, I'm I'm for that. But uh, I don't know, man. I just think these beatings and drink alcohol till you almost die, like those type of that shit is dumb. I'm sorry, it's dumb, and I'm not saying that. Um, you know what? Yeah, I am saying it. You shouldn't be able to do this. You shouldn't be able to do this. And the people that die, yeah, it's probably Darwinism. I ain't trying to defend them. They they sign up for dumb shit. But I it, I, I always think that people should wonder. Uh, for and this goes for fraternities too. What is it missing inside of you that you feel like is going to be filled with joining a fraternity or a sorority? Like, what is that thing that you're looking for? Because I don't feel like these things are really. This isn't real brotherhood. This isn't real sisterhood. This is more like trying to be one of the cool kids and buying your way in. This isn't actual. Like I have a brother. I know what that feels like. Key, you have a sister. That there's no amount of like Greek alphabet and beatings that is gonna make you my brother. You know what I mean? Like that me and my brother went through real shit, like poverty and all that. And I feel like all this hazing is trying to do is create a space of time where people share a collective uh experience of hardship and 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 make it like really compressed together and then that'll make us have to form some type of bond and unity because we've both been beaten together we've both been seen each other succeed and fail and all this shit so now we're actually brothers and i think that doesn't last for a lifetime for a lot of these people no it doesn't because it worked it worked with it worked with harpo and uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. That's a good point. Oh, and, um, what was her name? Well, we'll be, uh, we'll be Gover, what was her name? Seely. Uh, Miss, 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 <laughs> Sophie. Miss Sophie. It was Miss Sophie. Yeah. Hey, yeah. but ser I got I got a real serious question right now. Yeah. And um, uh, Karen, are you there? Mm -hmm. you I'm here? here. Yes. 
I'm looking at this cartoon picture of the black guy who tips. Mm -hmm. And why is Rod's hand bigger than your entire body? Like, I'm thinking, (laughs) hands on you, that's hazing. Are you okay? I am. Look at that, look at that, Rob. Man, that scares me. I I don't want to hide that. Or do you have a complex where, you know what? I'm going to make my hands big so they think this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, let me take a quick pause to say to the people at Twib FM, uh, we're about to uh, go into our overtime segment of the show. Thank you for listening. You guys will be able to catch the entire show on theblackgowtips.com, or you can go to iTunes and download the entire podcast for yourself and peep the rest of it. So let me get this 10-second silent break. Peace. Nigga, that's not silence. Oh, my bad. (laughs) (laughs) All right, close enough. I'll figure it out. Um, All right, so let's get back into the show. Uh, And and, and there's no problem. I just need to, I just do that so I can edit it later. Like, I can see, like, you You can see the blank. I got you. Yeah. No problem. And and, uh, Rod is larger than me, so that's probably why the hands were drawn. Yeah, plus, I mean, my hand was in the foreground and shit. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm a big dude. No, man. Shit is freakishly big, dog. Yeah, I mean, I will fuck a nigga up, Key. Don't get me wrong. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, step to me. He better be prepared for the beating. Um, all right, so this, I thought this was amusing as shit, dude. Uh, apparently, these rappers made a video, and the shit made the news. Let me play the clip for you guys. Well, if you commit a crime and then post a video on YouTube basically bragging about it, you're asking to be arrested. Tonight, an alleged drug ring had their wish granted. Drugs, money, and bling. Law enforcement sources tell us the cast of this YouTube video are some of the same people named in a federal indictment. And the stars, <laughs> L. Boog and E.Z., are known to the feds as Earl Williams and Larry Hooker. This particular gang oh was unified and engaged in this conspiracy in sort of a very purposeful and concentrated way. A team of federal and local law enforcement pulled back the curtain on their investigation today, charging Williams, Hooker, and 14 other people for their roles in an elaborate cocaine ring. In their YouTube video, Trap House Money, they wave <laughs> Hey, hey, that is the white man's way of, of of fucking with us every time they do something like that. You y'all ever notice that? They'll be like, Jamarcus Russell was sipping on Scissorb, otherwise known as that purple drink. Like they love pronounce it out properly. They love doing it to us. Like they were trapping. What was the name of the, the, name of the shit? It's A Side L Bug featuring Easy Trap House Money. Money. <laughs> I can send y'all a link in Skype. Uh, let me finish playing this clip. Dude, that's about, hey, but like you said, that's Darwinism right there, baby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can't be but so mad. Like, thank God they caught him. Expensive jewelry. And they are seen cooking cocaine into their drug of choice. Crack. All items now listed in the federal... <laughs> he hit it with the pregnant paws, dog! <laughs> I like that. <laughs> their drug of choice. Crack. <laughs> Just, like, like all that meant was niggas. <laughs> That's all that meant. Crack niggers. Yeah. Yeah. Rob would drop the hell out that sample this shit. Yeah, yeah. It's a drug of choice. Crack. Yeah, I can see Cam already. I got busy money. Got computers putinish. All that shit. <laughs> Indictment as confiscated property. I got trap house money. I 
As for the star of this show, Larry Elboog Hooker, he's still on the loose. But the feds hope someone this flamboyant won't be too hard to find. <laughs> now, the title of this group's song like is Trap House Jamie. Money. What is a trap house? Well, according to Urban Dictionary, it's the place where drugs are made and sold. <laughs> also, it was the place where some of this group was trapped by police. Mike? Oh! 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 That is top notch white comedy right there, dog. Oh, my God. And you know what? I ain't trying to be funny. Thank you, white man, because damn it, I didn't know what that was. <laughs> you have educated me. He sounds just like Tyrone Koppel. <laughs> he said, and that's where they were also trapped when they were caught. That, that is that ether right there, dude. And arrested. Oh, that was good, dog. That was good. Uh, thanks to whoever sent that shit in. Um, yes, all right. And put like this, Urban Dictionary is helping all the white folks out, ain't it? And, uh, and you too, apparently. You didn't know what a trap house was. Hell no. I don't do nothing with drugs. Um, Alright, so we always talk about swords on this show because people are irresponsible with their sword ownership and random ratchetness happens and it goes unnoticed. No other podcast talks about this shit. That's right. It's an epidemic. And I thought uh, we would highlight it. Here's another one. Man subdued after allegedly attacking the police with swords. A Rapid City man attacked police officers with a pair of ninja-type swords Thursday afternoon, but was subdued before he harmed anyone. Thank oh. God. So that means this is more than one? Yeah, he had a pair of swords. He had two swords. He thought it was Leonardo from Ninja Turtles. Ah! Uh, Arthur Hall, 48, was in police custody after a Rapid City police officer shot him three times with a beanbag rounds from a shotgun. See, they they don't even take these dudes with swords seriously, man. Shoot them with a bullet. You Nobody know? knows how to wield a sword, dog. It, it, only person know how to do that is Zaro <laughs> and Puss in Boots. And Puss in Boots. <laughs> Yo, like, that's the problem I have with it is there's no training. Like, I would have less of a problem if they actually had to take classes like gun owners do where you have, like, okay, this is responsible gun ownership. Motherfuckers get a sword like it's a, you know, like it's just some shit you have around the house. And then they knows how to use a sword. No, man. If somebody came at me with a sword, I wouldn't be scared. I'd run, but I wouldn't be scared. The only people that get, I ain't gonna lie. The only people that get harmed with swords are, like, friends and shit. It's always a friend. He was totally, dude, all of a sudden, I was standing there, and he's like, bro, I'm just going to shave off a little bit of your fingernail. <laughs> Cut my arm off, bro. <laughs> it's like, I was like, Trevor, no. Calm down, Trevor. Chill out, Trevor. Chill out. Yes. And I knew he was drunk before he started. And I exactly. wish it wasn't a good idea from the beginning. We had already done those mushrooms. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, all right, so three police officers responded to a 911 complaint about Hall and said they found him in the office area of the Alpine Inn holding a sword and being uncooperative. Uh-oh. <laughs> a 10-minute standoff ensued, ensued, during which time additional police officers arrived. He was trying to take on the force, Uncor- dog. Unc- <laughs> what? He was complaining. Like, this is the scene at the... Standoff with a sword. <laughs> right, yeah, how's it a standoff? <laughs> you have guns, you don't. Like, um... Exactly. Like, like this reminds me of the scene at the beginning of Predator 2. You know what I mean? Where it was like a hundred cops and then like five niggas with guns fighting off, fighting off everybody. Hey baby, do you think a rapid city is near Raccoon City? (laughs) Yeah. 
think Rapid City is about Ransom City, if y'all ever played that video game. Um, while one police officer opened fire with beanbag rounds, the other officers had their regular handguns trained on Lieutenant, I mean, trained on Hall. Lieutenant Peter Ragnon, uh, one of the police, one of the, of the police department said, had it not been for the beanbags, the officers may have been in a situation where they would have had to deploy with lethal, lethal force. Okay, well, do it. Shoot that nigga. Like, I don't know why. There's always an issue with these sword owners where they keep trying to take them down lightly. Yeah. I would just show up and shoot them. Yeah, I'm not going to debate with you 10 minutes and I got a gun. I seen Indiana Jones, dog. You wasting my time. Yes. <laughs> Indiana Jones let that dude swing them swords around and was like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then he just shot him. Yeah, he's like, take these rounds with you then and uh, have a good one, bruh. This is not a sword fight. This is a gun fight. Um, Alright, uh, here's another issue that I don't know if you guys have had a chance to talk about or see. Apparently, Bishop Eddie Long's wife decided to seek divorce. Cross it out. Cross it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dog, they, they based, uh, apparently, they, now this is funny, like, I heard this story on Friday, and it is was... a pedophile show right here? Because that's another one. <laughs> <laughs> he is also a pedophile, that's a good point. Um, and maybe he went to penetration state. So, um, it, it looks like uh, she filed for divorce originally, and then she was uh, actually decided retracted. not to, yes, she did. and retracted it. She did, and then refiled the shit the same day, dog. Like it sounds like she might have finally, you know, had enough, enough. of his stuff, or maybe she just needed half and decided to get out while yeah. the getting's good. Or on top of that, you don't know what he's told her, and who knows what other shit's about to pop off. And she's like, you know what? I'm tired of folks looking at me at church like I'm crazy every Sunday for supporting you. I'm tired of folks talking about me when I go out. I'm tired of folks talking about me. I'm crazy for loving you. And I, and it don't mean she don't love him. It's just for the fact that you don't know what he has shared with her. And she was like, I got to get out of this building before it burns down. Yeah, with this trap house money. <laughs> that house money. That she, trap house money. Yeah. She was about to be trapped in that house. Yeah. Um yeah. Hey, maybe she was held at crack pipe point like Rick James. <laughs> she didn't have a choice. <laughs> the reconciliation of Vanessa and Eddie Long didn't make it through the day as the wife of the charismatic new new birth missionary Baptist pastor has decided against withdrawing her petition for divorce, uh filed late Thursday afternoon. Mrs. Long continues to hope that this matter may be resolved expeditiously said joe clark um harmonious <laughs> and i think it will all this money involved it, it, yeah hey, hold on. he a pedophile too morgan <laughs> yeah morgan freeman but he kept it in the family so it's all good and plus that's real that's real uh, also he did play <laughs> god so he can do what he wants expeditiously harmoniously and fairly however she has determined that dismissal of her divorce petition is not appropriate at this time uh <laughs> and they used to call me crazy joe but now they call me batman uh <laughs> kilpatrick townsend michael w tyler said in a prepared statement uh to avoid any undue confusion mr mrs long's future statements if any will be issued through her attorney so apparently she released some statements at first that was like we're gonna work it out and then her attorney's like no y'all ain't nigga get half and yes. uh, release their own statements like she she done so yeah uh, and this all happened over the course of six hours man so Damn, there was some begging going on yeah it was. that's what it was there's some begging and then she read his text message 
Yeah. <laughs> like he must like she he probably sent her the same picture of him in that Under Armour, and, and <laughs> she was like, "Oh, so these pictures are real? Okay." Yeah. Right. She's like, "Wait, I've seen this picture before. This ain't ain't nothing special about I've seen this, this shit one on the internet." Yeah, he probably sent a uh, an audio message and shit. Oh yeah, you think he was talking to her and his phone was going off? Yeah, he was like, like that's probably his ringtone right there. He called up and was like, "Hey, girl." <laughs> I got some key sweat on for your ass. Please come back and give me half of my shit, please. I got an empire to run. And you are fucking it up. <laughs> I can't. I can't help what I did to those boys, but uh. Yes, the most bigotous nigga in history. He will beg for that stuff. You ever, you ever notice how low key sweat vocals are? Y'all ever notice that shit? Like the track always be a little too loud in his vocals. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe he can't sing. That's you. You noticed that. Yeah, like maybe he can't sing, dog, is what I'm saying. It's like they oh, turn no, he the, begs, he don't sing. It's, like, it's a difference. They turn the beat up on his ass like and all you hear is <laughs> you know, you know, he's the only he's the only lead singer who's a backup singer. Yeah, he's a lead backup singer. <laughs> like that's why he had to get in LSG because it was like, let me get with two niggas that can actually sing and I'll just fade out. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Here's a story for people that have been following the podcast and uh, heard this story a long time ago. Uh, Rayvon McIntosh uh, is the brother who was, well, not really accused. I mean, he's on videotape doing it. Um, he beat up a couple of women that, that tried to bring it up to him in, in McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Some ladies got an attitude with him, hopped over the counter and tried to fight him. And he defended himself. And beat them with a metal pole. Yes. And uh, broke one of them's skull and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So he turns out he working the late night shift at McDonald's. Also a pretty good indicator you may be a former criminal. Yes, he was out on parole mm-hmm. <laughs> or some shit. And uh, getting froggy. So it went it went to trial, and the grand jury has dismissed all the charges against him. Uh, now, my thing about this was, I think that he, while he was justified in defending himself, I thought that the dudes on Twitter were taking it a little too far and rejoicing in seeing this man savagely beat up these two chicken heads. Like, I was like, y'all shouldn't be this happy, though. No, <laughs> like, no now, they was wrong. They was flat wrong. He he got an attitude with them because uh, he was following the McDonald's procedure, which is, hey, I got to check your $50. Right. So one of them get crunk, cuss him out, jump over the counter, other one jump over the counter, and they start attacking him. So he went and, and defended himself. Yeah, he was just checking the authenticity of their fifty dollar bill. it. With that, you know, that pin that people have uh, in their retail establishments, which happens a lot. Like, yes, it does. That's just policy. And these ladies yep. decided that it was a personal slight. Jumped over there, and punks jump up to get beat down. And they Probably got beat down. Fifty bar bill was fake. When people got a problem with that, that means they deal with some fake shit. Mm. Yes. So yeah, charges are dismissed. I don't know if people care about that or not, but uh, if you needed an update, charges are dismissed. Uh, another quick hit article. <clears throat> this uh, Good Samaritan. You guys know how I'm always talking about stop helping out the homeless and stuff like that. <laughs> and people always get mad at me, like Rod, get a homeless some money, help him out. Well, this one homeless man. Was living out of his RV, which I think makes him not homeless, but whatever. Uh, he was living out of his RV, and his shit broke down. So a good Samaritan came over to help start his, uh, you know, give him a jump. Mm-hmm. Uh, the car starts, the RV starts, lurches forward, kills the good Samaritan, 
And the homeless dude drives off. Leaving the 70 year old Good Samaritan in the parking lot of like McDonald's or some shit. Dead. Damn. Mm hmm. Stop fucking with these homeless dudes. Um, wow. Yeah, that's right, Karen. Shit gets real. You, you try to help the homeless, next thing you know, you're dead in McDonald's parking lot. That's how it happens. I've seen Law and Order SVU. Um, Alright, so Spud. <laughs> y'all keeping up with Spud Webb? No. Okay, well, Spud Webb will coach New York stripper team. Oh, stripper like stripper pole? I, I didn't know they had a squad. What's the name of them? Uh, now y'all want to keep up with them. As, a, as an NBA player, Spud Webb received plenty of attention as an undersized guard who wowed fans in 1986 by defeating the human highlight reel Dominique Wilkins in the NBA dunk contest. Now Webb is coaching, coaching a basketball team that is sure to get plenty of looks, but not for its ability to defend the perimeter, run the triangle offense, or show patience in making the extra pass. Uh-oh. The five foot seven Webb is announced Tuesday as a head coach for Rick's Cabaret, New York City. <laughs> what a name. Really? Yep. As at a gentleman's club dubbed as the number one strip club in all of New York by Playboy.com. Dang. Uh, it's hard out here for a shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that mean they all white women then. You think you go, com. You th- oh. Yo, uh, halftime gonna be off the chain though. <laughs> <laughs> halftime is gonna be the shit. The I, best. I, I would go to a game just for halftime. Like, yo, can I get this dance though? I mean, come on. <laughs> play one more song. You think you're giving dances to, to arena rock songs and shit? <laughs> we will, we will rock you. That's the number one song. I thought you do. In an effort to provide basketball, and, and, uh-huh. you know, that's what they playing in arenas now. Everybody in the house. That's that's the other one. Yeah. In an effort to shuffling. Yeah. Every day I'm shuffling. <laughs> <laughs> in an effort to provide <laughs> basketball fans with entertainment while NBA... Man, man hold on one second. Yo, that Everyday I'm Shuffling song, that shit is racist as fuck, man. Did y'all see they took them black hamsters in the kid commercial and made them dance and then they end the commercial with acapella? Everyday I'm Shuffling. Yes. yes. They just coming all the way out with it now, dog. They not even trying to hide it no more. I hate those commercials. I told y'all them hamsters with some, some black face, man. I told y'all over a year ago when I saw that commercial on the Super Bowl. Yes, they, <laughs> they do, but look, man, look at what they be <laughs> look at what they be wearing. Yo, remember the they thick. Yeah, they thick. Hey, you remember the first one, dog? It was uh it was to um it was to black sheep. This black sheep. You can get with this, and you can get with that. And they had them playing, like dribbling, not even playing basketball, just holding a basketball, wearing these big ass starter jackets. Like this is so racist. They didn't even give a fuck, dog. Oh, anyway. Oh, so Spud Webb about to be coaching the sexy women's team uh, as part of Rick's Ball Association, Rick's Basketball Association, comprised of teams from Rick's Cabaret International. Uh, Webb's New York team will play games against Minneapolis Downtown Cabaret and Tussie's Cabaret in Miami. Oh, three, three teams in this league? Uh, <laughs> these ladies are fabulous and have obvious talents and skills. <laughs> on the pole, says Webb. I can't think of a better way to entertain long-suffering NBA fans. Uh, I, I worked them out myself. 
Yeah. <laughs> I have to exercise every one of these ladies. <laughs> <laughs> After the news conference Tuesday at the New York City Strip Club, Webb, for money. Webb then put his team through a practice session in front of the stage when they nor- where they normally dance. <laughs> they didn't even go to a gym. They just it's like move them chairs. We gonna scrimmage. Where are they, where are they gonna play in in the bar? Uh, they gonna break their damn uh, fingernails. He's a hero to the people of all sizes. And he shows that anyone can accomplish anything, said Gianna, a point guard for the New York team. Uh, of course, she probably plays as much defense as Melo anyway. Of course, we are happy the NBA is coming back in December, and they are some of our best customers. <laughs> I know they are. <laughs> but, you know, I didn't think about that. I bet you it's a lot of big booty holes. Happy the NBA back. That's what I said. Nah, that shit was number one. I was like, a lot of a lot of groupies got that call when they agreed to that shit in terms. They got that finally got that call back, bro. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of side chicks finally got that text. <laughs> like, oh, oh, it is on. Um, so yeah. Anyway, man, sports. Uh, my man gonna be coaching the team. Um, uh, I didn't know about this. This is uh, another uh, another crazy story. Uh, apparently, in Florida. This lady was getting surgery and her face caught on fire during surgery. How does this happen? That shit happened to me. Mm. How did it happen to you? I can't tell you that. <laughs> no, I'm for real though. <laughs> y'all should see how Rob looking at me. I am looking at you the same way virtually. <laughs> Nigga, please. I, 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 I'm, I'm left. <laughs> And it's the light skin when saying this too. Like uh, exactly, I tell you off air. All right. Apparently, this woman's recovering from burns in a in a burn unit in Alabama on Thursday after her face caught fire during routine surgery. So not even like face surgery or something major. It's like routine surgery. Um, was it going for a gallbladder and lit a face on fire? Uh, Kim Grice was having uh, from Kim Grice from Hope, Florida. Oh, Florida was having cysts removed from her head at a medical center in Crestview, Florida, when the blade suddenly erupted, leaving her with horrific burns to her face and neck. How do you accidentally set someone's head on fire? Wow. Um, Maybe she had real oily skin or something. She may have. She was immediately flown to the hospital in Alabama on Tuesday after local firefighters responded to the flash fire. It was not... (laughs) had to call firefighters to put her face out. What? Damn. Y'all don't have nothing in the room? You got a cup of water? Right. <laughs> this seems the like... fire extinguishers? This seems like I, it should not damn, have gotten this big. The hospital is the safest place, ain't it? Right. It's oh, working. you know what? Flash fire? I bet your other shit must have got caught on fire. Maybe, man. Um, in order for the po- um, fire department to be called. Yeah, maybe they had the same... Uh, they had Eddie Murphy's uncle um, doing the fire. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a fire! <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, her face caught on fire. Um, oh, this is a nasty story, dog. This is so nasty. Um, like you know, sometimes people be about to go to jail, so they 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 want to kill themselves, right? Um, how how would you kill yourself in a bathroom, right? How would you do that? Police say man tried to drown himself in urinal. Some of that nasty, nasty one in the men bathrooms, mm-hmm. the little short ones. Yep. Ugh. He tried to stick his head in the water in the nasty ass urinal and drown himself. Do he know what's in there? All the piss and shit and 
No, shit doesn't go in there. He doesn't care. But I'm gonna die, Karen. Don't you understand, Karen? We have to do it. You have to kill himself, Karen. Do like this. At least be sanitary. A Rochester man repeatedly fought with police officers, vandalized the inside of a patrol car, and tried to drown himself in a urinal Monday. Samuel D. Boyd, 23, is charged with driving under the influence, possession of a controlled substance, possession with intent to deliver a controlled substance, possession with intent to use drug paraphernalia, resisting arrest, making terroristic threats, criminal mischief, and disorderly conduct. Damn, they smacked him with 10 charges. Let me ask you this, though. Like, if he would have died, you're not successful unless you die successfully, obviously. Right. Then at your funeral, you got to have a homeboy with a fitted throw up the peace sign in front of your casket. Yep. That's right there. Yeah, and they gotta bump that song, dog. You know what song we bump for them thugs when they die, man. What song we bump for them thugs? My forty-two, your memory. Mm Mm-hmm. What you know about these church thugs? Take me back. (laughs) Put your fitties and your peace signs up, fellas. Oh my God. Why does his voice slow like uh, Keith Sweat's though? <laughs> Can you say, why does his voice sound like what? Yeah, Keith Sweat's is all low. He a backup lead. <laughs> yes, he is. Hey, this is a song, though. If you really knew what you was doing, you don't have to be able to sing to do this song, dog. No. no gotta talk. And it's called Gangsta Lean. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a very easy. It's like, this is for my homies. You don't have to have no fucking ability. No. Ah, it's a yeah, song. Sound like you, it's like you got to sound like you crying. And ain't mm-hmm. nobody going to sweat you. Yeah, we'll leave you alone. You singing at a funeral? It's like going to the Apollo and singing a hymn. Ain't nobody gonna fuck with you, dog. They ain't gonna boo you off the stage. So apparently, Cesar Chavez, who's a Rochester officer, <laughs> uh, wrote in a criminal complaint that he found boys sleeping in his car in the middle of Oregon at 4:50 a.m. I mean, Oregon Avenue at 4:50 a.m. and eventually was able to wake him. Boyd did not follow field sobriety test directions and refused to have his blood drawn at Heritage Valley Beaver Hospital in Brighton Township. Chavez wrote that Boyd tried to run away after being handcuffed and then started pushing and kicking officers who tried to search him. As he was doing this, Boyd was also threatening to kill Chavez. The officer wrote, "Wow, man, he was going for the whole the triple double." Yes, Boyd continued struggling going out with, with a bang. Boy continued struggling with police, but he was put under the, on the ground after more officers police arrived. Police found 64 bags of heroin, oh. straws, and about $230 in cash on Boyd. He must have got some of that heroin. All that heroin, he only had $230? He hadn't did, did, did to find a deal yet. I guess. Damn, he's holding a lot of yeah, cause You know what? He was probably asleep because he had a heroin nod. <laughs> like, that, that, he was hustling backwards and shit. This motherfucker is sitting on 64 bags of heroin with 230 in his pocket, drunk, and sleeping in his car. get rid of that? Yeah, you, how do you sleep with that much heroin on you, dog? That much product? Oh, man. your eyes knowing you got 64 bags of heroin on your, on your person. Wow. <laughs> like, he's lucky the cops found him and not just some regular dude person. trying to come up. No, he killed him. <laughs> He would just be drunk dead man found or some shit. That's right. So um uh he calls he kicked the 
the window cage in the back of the patrol car causes seven hundred and fifty dollars in damage. Damn. Um and he continually threatened to kill Chavez. Even after he was at the station, he refused to exit the car, kicked and pushed several officers. Once inside a cell, he tried to drown himself in a urinal which which forced an officer to watch him. Um Aww. so they had to send somebody to watch him to make sure he didn't do it again. Uh, so he was arraigned and shit, like on fifty thousand dollars bond. Wow. So, uh, another quick one. This dude apparently uh, tried to get a prostitute at a party. Mm-hmm. The prostitute said, I'm not going to have sex with you. He was upset. So he stole her one year old daughter and left the house. Oh. <gasps> mm hmm. So yep. she was there with her one year old daughter? Yep. And she was about to, she was doing business. Um, so dude didn't get any food or water. He took off with her daughter at 7 a.m. on Friday, walked across the highway and headed north along the railroad tracks. Along the way, he was worried that he might get into trouble for taking a girl. So he left the child in a field near a wooded area. He later called authorities to direct him to the child. Wow. Yeah. Dog or anything could have came along, you know? Somebody recruiting for Penn State could have came along. We never would have found out about this kid. Wow. Um, <clears throat> Wally, the child, Wally, the child's mother, was charged with child neglect for failing to make any effort to report her daughter is missing. Wow. Oh, so she didn't tell nobody her child was missing? I don't know. She's a prostitute. Maybe she was like, finally. Um, I'm free. Another sword-wielding man was arrested. 25-year-old man is accused of threatening to kill someone armed with a sword. Christopher Lee Roberts made the threat Friday night at a home. At 3216 Howard. Um, who gives a fuck about the address? Look, Nick, put your swords up, people. That's it. I'm sick of this shit. Every week with this shit, man. That's the last story of the day. And it's ending on a good note, which is put your fucking swords up. Y'all people are crazy. I talked to Scarfinger from Scarcasm Live. And they said they got to put their swords in storage because they moving. And you know what I said? Good. That's the same thing I said. It's fucking stupid. Stop. Good. What do you own a sword for? You ain't got no sword training, nigga. Last time you took a sword class. When the last time you took the sword out and just like, let's go practice swords somewhere. It's in a kung fu movie. All right. Anyway, I'm sorry to end on that note. Um, let me just thank both of you guys, especially for staying a little later than we planned, man. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys, uh, Rob and Key. I hope the Atypical Sports Show comes back, uh, you know, as soon as um, Mike gets acquitted of whatever he's in. You know, y'all did say he was white. Y'all did say he was yes. white, so I don't expect him. I don't expect him to do any time. Nope, he's gonna pay a fine. I don't. <laughs> I have a lawyer, though, so I don't know. <laughs> Does he have black lawyers? No. Oh, he's fine. He'll be fine. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought about. Yeah, he'll be fine. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, thank you guys so much for doing the show. Uh, it's been awesome. Uh, and I'm glad to get y'all both on at the same time. Yes. And hear y'all talk about sports again, man. Yes, we missed you guys. Like, this is the ultimate feedback show of your show. Like, a lot of people give us credit for having a feedback show. Um, and, and, and while we are, yeah, we do have a specific show dedicated to only feedback, feedback. and there's no other content and shit. All, a lot of that started from your show. When you guys start taking voicemails and calls and emails, your show is where we got the impetus to do that. Because I was like, that is that that is what it should be about, man. Your fans. Yeah. And it makes you want to hear them uh, express how they feel about shit that you brought up. That's right. So thank you so much, man. You guys are yes. truly an inspiration, man. I cannot say that enough times. Thank you, guys. And uh, I can't wait. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I can't wait to if your show comes back, man, because uh you guys i will keep refreshing itunes yeah you guys definitely motivate us 
first of all, we appreciate you. I appreciate you having us on the show. And again, and I also appreciate, man, the fact that you guys give us so much props. I mean, because it's like, you know what it takes to put on a show and just to be creative and just put yourself out there to do a show. And the fact that you guys would retweet our shows and you would always be supportive, man, I can't tell you, man. We really appreciate it. Being back on the show right now makes me want to do the podcast again. I miss it. It's a form of expression, like I said before. But thanks a lot for y'all's support. I really appreciate that. No yeah, doubt. Uh, ditto. Everything Rob says. You, you always know Rob's a better talker than me. Um, I come with the wildness, but... I can't say it better than what Rob said, so I want to put an exclamation point on those words. Black podcasters. Yeah. Got to stick yes, together. Um, of course, uh, don't forget to check out Rob. He's on Twitter. Um, as at, at Expose Your Biz, U R Biz B I Z, and Expose Your Biz on, Online dot com. Make sure you check it out. That'll be in the show notes. Uh, they're also both on there as Atypical Sports mm-hmm. uh, on uh, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So check them out. I, I'm always uh, well when they're tweeting. I'm tweeting at them, and sometimes you just see me randomly tweeting at them and shit because I won't right, see them on. <laughs> I just hit them up and just say some shit like, yeah, this reminds me of this episode or some shit like that. But, uh, yeah, hit, hit them up. Of course, you know where to find us, theblackoutist.com. Do all that great stuff. Leave us reviews on iTunes, um, Facebook, join our group, uh, Stitcher Radio, make us a favorite. Um, yeah. don't forget to donate and subscribe and go to our store. Yes. Yeah, so um, we got two Tumblr pages. Yeah. You can follow our Tumblrs. We have We Cook Medium and we have Booty Picks and Jokes, which is every dude's secretly favorite <laughs> Tumblr. <laughs> No matter what they say. Um, and, uh, of course, you can call the show 704-557-0186. Uh, leave us a voicemail on Sat- uh, or, or you can talk to us live on Saturday. And you can uh, go to the Black Guy Tips at gmail.com to send us an email. Um, and, of course, we're on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. I'm say that again. That S-N-D-A-T. All right. So until uh, Thursday, I love you. You too, baby. Mwah. All right. Let's go. Shimmy, shimmy, coco about time that I clear this, so pardon me miss, but I'd like for you to hear this, if you kiss me again, I'll kiss you back, you see I feel real good inside, and it's just from your nearness, there's no need for you to fear this, kiss me, I'll kiss you back, Ooh. well you look kinda cute to me, I think we can achieve this, plus you act like you need this, kiss me and I'll kiss you back, yeah real fly, money P's not buying it, quit denying it, you're better off trying it, freak me girl and I'll freak you back, through any kind of weather, we'll be and you forever stay together, well I just don't know, but I'll tell you what though, if you kiss me then I'll kiss you back, kiss you back, and I guess you wanna know if I'm gonna be around, I ain't sure, but I'll tell you what I do know, if you kiss me then I'll kiss you back, kiss you back, alright let's do this, if you kiss me then I'll kiss you back, yeah, kiss me and I'll kiss you back, if you kiss me then I'll kiss you back, you with it?
When you say I get the most out of it, it's a kind of problem. A fair exchange and no robbery. Love me, girl, and I love you back. Love me, girl, and I love you back. Now I'm hoping that you hear me, cause I love it when you hear me. And you know I know you move it, so I guess that we could do this. Kiss me and I'll kiss you back. Alright, sing it with me again. Come on. Kiss me and I'll kiss you back. Come on, keep it going. Kick it. If you love me, boy, I love you. 